Welcome to The Clues Chronicle, Issue 30. Hi, Dr. Morse. This recording took place yesterday, March 5th, 2019. Thanks for listening. Okay, I want to talk about detoxification. Your body is basically just trillions of cells and two major fluids, blood and lymph. Blood feeds the cells, lymph is the sewer system. And if it gets clogged, bad things happen. You see, when lymph stagnates, it hardens and turns to acid, which damages organs, glands, joints, etc., causing soreness, inflammation, pain, and degeneration. Acid damage in the brain leads to dementia, in the eyes, cataracts, in the lungs, COPD or emphysema, in the joints, arthritis, in the colon, Crohn's disease or IBS, the list goes on and on. Also, when lymph burns away at cells for a long time, they can mutate and become cancerous. The lymph system needs to be cleaned constantly, yet most adult kidneys are not filtering lymph properly. Dirty lymph becomes a breeding ground for all sorts of nasty creatures like viruses, bacteria, and parasites, leading to ailments like lupus, Lyme, fibromyalgia, candida, etc. The medical community will want to give you specific drugs to treat individual symptoms, but why try to kill all the alligators when you can just drain the swamp? Detoxification is also essential to purge the onslaught of toxins we're being exposed to like pesticides, food additives, household chemicals, air and water pollution, radiation, and lots more. Major diseases are on the rise and becoming epidemic. According to our own government, Americans now have more than a 40% chance of getting cancer. If you're an African American, it's almost a 50% chance. One in three Americans will have diabetes by 2050 if the present trend continues. Coronary heart disease now kills over 400,000 Americans a year. I urge you to get your lymph moving and detox the body now. Here's a test. Pee into a jar. You want it to be cloudy. If it's clear, your kidneys are not filtering lymph and you need to start detoxing immediately. With the help of raw living foods and organic herbs, we can help you return your body to the health and vitality that is your birthright. Oh yeah, you'll probably lose some weight and look and feel a whole lot younger too. Order a consultation or detox plan at our website today. Thanks a lot for listening and good luck. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Megan. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Great. Thank you. Can you hear me and see me okay? Uh, I can hear you. You can't see me. I can see Robert Morse in typed letters. Oh, there's a picture. There we go. Hi. All right. He's going to be right with you, okay? Thank you so much. You're Thank very you welcome. so much. Um, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's record everything just in case. Yeah, okay. My goodness hello Dr. Morris. oh my goodness so How thank you, you. great thank you so much for doing this this is amazing oh, anytime anytime you guys wow. have fun yeah oh. <laughs> we're just talking about your work and trying to figure out how to uh ask you the myriad of questions we have and and respect your time how much time do you have with us today 
Uh, I've got the afternoon open. Okay, great. We'll we'll try to respect your time and keep it. You, you know, know what? I don't care. You know, I, I'm here to help others, and it just doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm not a seventh minuteer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome, That's welcome, so welcome to the Clues Chronicle, Doctor Morse. Glad I'm, to be here. My name is uh, Max, but I go by Hoy on the Hoy. podcast. And I'm Kay. And um, boy, I've been following you for two years. It just boom blew my mind, man. Wow, I've just been a huge advocate ever since. So crazy, isn't it? Yeah, crazy, amazing. And I'm a so newbie, cool. and I've really enjoyed learning from Kay about your work. So I think we're going to have an interesting, uh, different perspectives on it. So sure, I'm I'm open. All righty, wow. All right, so because we're we're hitting an audience that is, um, you know, some of us I'll be posting this on my um, Instagram also with a bunch of other fruit loving people, but it's also going to go to Clues Forum with people you know who have lots of different perspectives. So we're going to hit a you know a bunch of different audiences here. So um, I wanted to start out with just going over what you discovered. Could you give us you know a an explanation? of what it is that you've discovered that's different from current medical thinking? I, I think the biggest thing is, of course, the lymphatic system, no question. And you can call it accidental, but the way the masters work, it, you know, nothing's by coincidence, of course. And uh, as I said, I was living in a Volkswagen camper van out in the woods as a fruitarian. I've been a natural hygienist. I tried the vegetable side. I tried carrot juice fasting, and so I invite people to try those things. See the difference between using the vegetable juices and the carrot juices and using the fruit juices. So I, there's no bathroom in the little Volkswagen vans, and I would pee in a jar every night and sit it up on a little stand there, and I get up in the morning and see sediment in that urine, and I'm going, oh, I'm, I'm getting rid of waste. You know, I never thought for a minute that the autopathic community didn't understand that. Uh, I'm only uh, 20, 21 years old. And so I kind of gauged that every day to how well I was detoxing by how much sediment I would see in the bottom of this jar. Well, then I became a practitioner, a naturopath and a chemist and things like this. And uh, I got reading blood work and urinalysis and I kept seeing clear urinalysis and I'm going clear. Why would the urine be clear for it? And then, of course, through, through the years, it became quite evident that the kidneys were the organs of elimination of the great lymphatic system along with the skin. And when I started looking at that and understanding that more from a greater perspective, I started realizing that, man, they've missed a huge part of why man suffers. They're the main part of why man suffers, and therefore they become the top killing machine on the planet. And when That's, you don't understand why you have a symptom and you treat that symptom, especially with toxic chemicals, you're putting your life in danger. And that also shows that you don't understand what you're doing. That's a great intro, and I'd love to hear more. Um, just a quick uh, glossary uh, issue I had was, what is allopathy? Because I'm not really sure what that is. Allopathy is a name given to the medical community, like naturopathy. Nature paths are given to those more holistic, if you could use that word, more botanical oriented and natural supplement oriented, where allopathy is more pharmaceutical oriented, medical. Thank Don't you. ask me why. That's just the title they've been given for as long as I can remember. 
Great. I didn't mean to interrupt. So uh, if there if there's more to your um your, no, no. Your discovery. I walk in chew gum, man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you beat me to this question because you know I was gonna say we have such an interesting, I'd say, audience. And in our podcast, we've explored the topic of mass media news failing to communicate or deliberately obfuscating truth because its agenda is not actually to educate. Um, However, we've also come to understand that education is a byproduct of their true agenda, which is maintaining attention on subjects that benefit their sponsors and patrons who must adhere their stories to something something resembling reality before it's spun into you know, whatever uh, fantasy. You're on a whole different subject now. I mean, you're on the World Bank thinking. You're in the global uh, one world order thinkers. The uh, you know the power people. Yeah, an alien invaded person or not? You know, I mean, this is, uh, takes you into some interesting realms. Definitely, and the, the and so the the first question I had was um, basically um, how has the behavior of the the news affected the public's understanding of their own health in a, both a positive way and a negative way from your perspective? Well, I think similar to what's going on out there, most of the news media doesn't cover uh, any type of healings or any type of natural health focus. Mostly, even, even when you get into Fox News and things, they use medical uh, analysis. The problem with that is it's an ignorant uh, analysis because it's based upon false assumptions, false conclusions. The theory of, of disease is ridiculous. It doesn't take in consideration of physics and chemistry. So when you have a set of symptoms and you don't know what causes them, you can stick your name on them and then call it a disease if you want and then treat that symptom. But that puts you in a world far, far away. And it kind of filtered into the natural health community through the years because they were treating with supplements diseases. And the big failure that the natural health people have is they buy into that theory of disease and therefore they're lost in their understanding. It's easy to understand in the sense that if you do not understand the lymphatic system, the nature of each side of chemistry and the chemistry of the food you're eating, then you kind of left out in the dark because you're looking at symptomology going, well, I don't know what's causing that, so it's an autoimmune problem. And therefore, we've got to treat it as such. And that, of course, has led to the death of millions worldwide. Can you tell us more about the, the theory of, of the disease that you're talking about, or the theory of disease? Well, for exa- it's really based on symptomology. And then, of course, bacteria. You only have a few causative factors that, that allopathy goes into. First with, I don't understand it, it's some kind of rare thing. Uh, or it's genetic, and we don't know, but it's probably genetic. Or three, it's an autoimmune problem that you have, which they don't know what the hell that is. That's like a, a catch-all a dwarf for what I don't know. And then a bacteria, uh, the microorganisms are involved in this process. So if you have a cold and flu-like symptom, some type of bacteria is involved or some type of viral or something like that. Which there are virals, there are bacteria, but you have to understand their role in nature and what you're doing to bring that call of the wild into you. Thank you. That's a great answer. So what are you doing to bring that call of the wild India? Well, obviously toxicity. You know, it's a light word to mean to me acidosis. And when you look at life, life is based upon two sides of chemistry and the magnetics between the two. So you always have this ionization going on between the elements, acids and bases. And so when you look at this planet, this is a base dominant planet, an alpha and dominant planet. 
therefore your blood is alpha and dominant. But, and when you look at all the foods that man is considering foods, they also fit in, they're either acid-ash type foods, foods that cause an acid reaction in the body or an acid-ash, or they're an alkaline or electrolyte uh, food. And so when you take a look at these two sides of chemistry, they're polar opposite. And uh, the best way I liken the two sides of chemistry is the two genders. The alkaline is the feminine side, the female side, the love side, the healing side. And of course, the male side is the acid side. It's the aggressive side, the uh, corrosive side of chemistry. And so when corrosiveness uh, builds up in the body, the word is inflammation. And so inflammation, a lot of people don't understand that word, but it's a natural immune response by your body to what? And the main word is acids or proteins. And so we have a society that's gone kind of mad because on one side you have these people pushing high-protein diets, the allopathy, just shoving proteins down people's butts. Uh, you've got the gyms and everybody working out. Well, now we have Mr. Olympia and we have a ton of bodybuilding professionals calling us going, man, we're all getting RA, we're all losing our kidneys, we're losing our back, we're losing connective tissue, and we're in trouble. And that's because they're using acid ash food. They're using proteins to build up instead of an amino acid-rich food that is on the alkaline side of chemistry. So it's just understanding the two sides of foods and the two sides of chemistry and what happens when one side builds up over another. So foods that create acids acid or ash. acid ash in an inflammatory response, would that be meats, beans, dairy, yeah. grains? Yeah. Yeah, sort of dairy thing. that's pasteurized. When you look at raw dairy out of, a, out of a mother, it has to be alkaline because all your species, except the cat species, are basically alkaline species. Even the cat species is so acidic that it has to sleep 20, 22 hours a day. So when a lion sleeps 20 to 22 hours a day, that only needs a couple hours to kiss the mother, to eat the food the mom found, and then go back to sleep. So, oh, wow, I guess I need to stop drinking all of my yeah. cat milk. Oh, yeah, that, that, that'll really get you. you know, <laughs> said, if you want to give milk to your babies, go, go milk a, a female gorilla. And that's another, wow. that's another good point is when you look at the chemistry of Homo sapiens mother's milk, it is predominantly a carbon-rich milk, which is that's your, that's your energetic element in nature is carbon, right? That's your carbohydrates, that's your simple sugars and stuff. Then half of that is lipids. Of course, lipids are antacids, vital to the body for so many reasons. And then, of course, the proteins is the acid side. So protein is less than 1% in mother's milk, where carbon is over 7%. So it's a huge difference. And so when you're pushing high-protein diets, you're pushing people into inflammation and then into acidosis and then into destruction of tissue. I have a question that came up for me when I was trying to explain this system to a friend. Her concern as a, she, she worked as a, I think, um, a nurse or a paramedic in a hospital anyway. And she was, she had very high stress levels and she just um, jumped all over me about talking about acid. Like, you don't know what acid is because I work with blood acid all the time and we're always trying to get, um, we don't want patients to have alkaline and 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 it was like look I, I understand where you're coming from you you're using different language you're using alkaline and acid in a different way but there are a lot of people discussing alkaline and acid in this way so maybe you could show some understanding about that and i was wondering yeah. if you could talk about um the different ways that people use those terms yeah i think uh, in nursing and of course in allopathy 
they're using theories of chemistry. I'm a chemist too, by the way, and chemistry is loaded with theories. I'll give you an example. I had a chemist in my office that was, he had like psoriasis all over him. And he said to me, he said, I am just full of alkalosis. And I said, I beg your pardon, you're full of acidosis. He said, I beg your pardon. And so we went back and forth, but he still <laughs> followed me because I could get rid of it for him, right? So one day he was sweating really bad in my office. So I get handed him some pH papers. I said, give me some sweat, baby. And of course, it didn't change the paper at all. Extremely acidic. So when you look at the body and the way it breaks down foods, acids are always the byproduct of metabolism. Always. You don't rid your body of alkalis. These are electrolytes. So when you look at the crib cycle and you look at all the cycles of food breaking down in the body, all the spinoffs are acids, like ascorbic acid. It's just a spinoff of the crib cycle. These are acids. So the body has an abundance of acids that it has to deal with. Well, the blood cannot be acidic, and this nurse knows that. If nurse doesn't know this, she shouldn't be a nurse because your blood cannot be acidic, or you have about three minutes to live, and you're a dead duck. So I think that's what she was trying to tell me, something like that. And she was just having issues with me talking about alkaline. I don't know why. Well, alkalinity, you, it's hard to get over-alkalized. It really is because when you eat fruits, even those alkaline dominant or vegetables that are alkaline dominant, you still have your phosphorus. You still have your acid elements in it. It's just a dominance of alkalinity. So it's ash is more electrolyte. You want to bring electrolytes into your body as opposed to acids. Good example, if you were taking a 10-mile like run, what are you creating when you're running? A lot of lactic acid, things like this. And so a lot of times you're stiff and tight. So everybody says, well, you got to hydrate. Well, you don't hydrate with acids. Acids dehydrate you. So now you're looking for something alkaline. So then they go to Gatorade. Well, unfortunately, Gatorade is acidic. And so this is the issue is that you're always looking to hydrate because the body produces pounds of acidic waste, metabolitic waste every day. How does your body get rid of them? Well, if you don't understand the lymphatic system, medical doctors thought the body dumped its metabolitic acid back into the venous system. Well, then that stresses the blood, and then now you're going to lose calcium, you're going to lose all kinds of things. I'll say this, there are so many great universities out there that have far better science than medical science. And so to medical doctors, bicarbonate is the, is the alkalizer, it doesn't matter what you eat, it alkalizes everything, and they're, they're full of crap. They have no understanding of the calcium buffering system, which many great universities have brought out. And so you look at people and you see extreme loss of calcium when you have high protein diets, high acidic diets, because the body uses calcium to fight acidosis. You have to, because if you don't neutralize an acid, it'll literally chew you up. You know more about this than I do, so let me just frame it in a way that I think people who are more on my level will, will understand your answers. Um, basically, like I know that Kay, you you've made a strong representation of Dr. Morse's science in the Clues Forum discussions about health. Um, so, without feeling that you are compromising your own opinions, can you give us a a sympathetic perspective on those voices of the forum who offer resistant stances or philosophies? Could you go into like a teacher mode as if presenting to me an update on the discussion taking place there? Because I haven't, I honestly haven't had time to really check it out recently. Yeah, it's just um, cavemen, like cavemen eat meat and they survived on it. So that's what humans need to survive. That's basically the stance. 
but so then th- with that statement comes all these assumptions like first of all that there were cavemen before men or people um, which is a whole other assumption and then there's this other thing where um like so quote-unquote primitive people lived in caves eating meat or something like it sounds like a very like a very specific theology to me right before they had farming practices and things like that well but if you back up this is national geographic far as I'm concerned, they're the ones that brought this out even more, that, that the Homo sapien actually originated as an islander species. And that's more like it. The Homo sapien is about 97% the same, exact same genetically as the primate. Primate is not a cave dweller. Uh, so when you take a look at the Homo sapien, he has nothing to survive colder climates. And so, yes, he migrated. You can argue that he migrated into northern climates and his survival, of course, made him kill animal flesh and stuff like this. But then you saw a violent species and you saw a change within his, uh, his uh, awareness. And so when you go back to uh, archaeology and you go back to National Geographic and some of those that have spent a lot of time investigating this, they're talking about man as, uh, and as an islander species, which makes more sense. Yes, there were cave dwellers, I'm sure, but even them, I've been following archaeology and some of these things, and they find vegetable matter all in these cave uh, people that they have found. So it's enough to say that if you're living in cold climates, survival is sometimes the killing of animals. Uh, Too bad. It's not a a climate for Homo sapiens. I I mean, I'm a Florida (laughs) dweller, and we have a ton of northerners moving down here. That's what my partner says. She's like, why would anyone... Why would anyone live in Minnesota? They should just barricade that off. Like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? I love those guys, but you know, truth may be, we have no fur, we have no uh, hair all over us, we have no protection for this high alkaline environment. And then we have to eat foods that are more protein rich. Even the soils are highly mineralized, and the food is more to the acidic side, where in the tropics, food is more to the alkaline side because the sun is acidic. So you're in more acidic climates in the tropics, but the water is salt water, alkaline, the food is alkaline. So there's a, there's a balance to that. So when you get in the seasons, there's a little changing of that because cold is very alkaline. And the survival of too much alkaline is obvious. You, know, you, you can't be too alkaline as you can't be too acidic. The problem with man, though, is he gets too acidic. And then when he's in the tropics in an acidic zone and he eats acidically, his health skyrockets downward that's why in florida we have a hospital on every corner <laughs> i love the idea of a skyrocketing downward because that's kind of what we've we we joke about how nasa has some fishy science going on there so it's just funny yeah. this really reminds me of um another question if you don't mind which is kind of more this is the this is the wordiest part of my my framing so if you'll just give me a minute to, sure. to get this question out it basically has to do with how there's a limit on how much people can understand about their own bodies. I won't say there's overly bad information out there, even though it sounds like that is what we're finding too sometimes. Well, like, okay, I would, I would categorize bad information as like, it's harder to find access on government spending. Okay. So there's a lot of bad information about there, but with health, it's more like there's a flood of conflicting information. And I have recently started studying energy work as it pertains to moving subtle underlying energies of consciousness and things and not new age concepts, but very old world sciences like the power of faith and belief on health, as well as acupressure, acupuncture, sorts of stimulations. 
And it seems to me that there's a potential for a new holistic system that unifies what we think is contradictory into a layered understanding or, or layered understandings of health. Um, so perhaps we can begin to understand ourselves better if we look at classical Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, Vedic traditional medicine, um, diet appropriate to ethnicity and indigenous traditions, which, which you kind of brought up with like where people are coming from and why do they choose to eat meat and different traditions that have survived waves of colonialist global, globalism, basically, plus Western vivisectional and blood testing work and the capitalist big media pop science, as well as the pharmacopoeia or pharmaceutical or uh, allopathy, as you said. Um, and if we start treating them as separate respectable fields rather than contradictions, could we develop a holistic system that might help humanity diagnose itself better and look with um, like a spiritual x-ray specs at the health challenges of individuals? Like if we were to develop such a system, where, where would your studies fit in this? Would it, would it be more important? And what other fields of medicine do you find complementary to your um, understandings? Well, that's a big mouthful. I know. Well, let's, go, let's go back to the beginning of what you were talking about, energetics and consciousness. You know, in quantum physics, it's, it's, it's obvious that chemistry is just frequencies of electromagnetic energy. Well, now in quantum physics, they're saying that now we can prove that energy has intelligence. Well, then that takes you back into biblical and into the omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. That takes you into the Eastern thought of consciousness, right? And that consciousness is the original one, where then as it divides and becomes duality, that then invokes or create the mind. And the mind then is the instrument of duality. I'll put it this way. If you add physics onto chemistry, it will help people to understand a great deal why we recommend raw foods over cooked foods. But that's just an energetic sense. If you want to pull it spiritually, then you have to work from consciousness manifesting itself in duality and then using the mind. So it's like playing with stored thought. All mm -hmm. thoughts are conditions, conditioned thinking. So everything you're talking about is conditioning. Man has to learn how to open up to consciousness and be awake instead of following streams of thought. Because you can study any, you can go to any school and study any, any curriculum you want, and what you're studying is dead thought. Someone else's thinking. <laughs> someone else's Hilarious, yeah. Else's thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to be current, if you want to know what truth is, you have to work from the conscious state, not the unconscious state of thought and, and conditioning. So, you know, we're trying to go back and trying to pull past dead images into the now. And that's the problem. Man doesn't know how to learn to live in the now and start to wake up to the progression of consciousness into this higher level, because that's just what it is. When you hook yourself to a high energetic fruit diet, which by the way, fruit is the highest electromagnetic food on the planet, therefore the highest consciousness food on the planet, and then you start seeing what it does to the folk, where it relaxes them, it expands them, it quiets the mind, then you start to see all those guys becoming spiritual, then you start tying all that together, you start realizing that, what is life anyway but dharma? It's just that it's just Peyton place days of our lives. And so man is too busy playing in that and thoughts and, and past memories and bringing crap in and not living in the world of truth. And that's what I'm trying to bring forth on my side is the world of truth, the world of consciousness. 
awakeness. You, the fruit diet and all this, good way to get the body healthy, la, 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 la. Hard to prove that man is an omnivore. It's hard to prove that man is a carnivore. And, and, it's, and a man's not a herbivore. He doesn't have anything like herbivores. So, and that's your vegetable thinkers, you know. Uh, I don't chew on kale forever. I don't have the grinders. I don't have all of that three or four stomachs that's needed to, to deal with it. So we're frugivores, and when we move to that, it is a change that you cannot believe. Thank you. That's great. Um, I, it sparks many more um, exciting questions, but you know what? I think that's actually a sign of good research is that it sparks questions instead of Absolutely. focusing on cycles of dead thought, as you were talking about. Absolutely. You know, research is a science should be an observed study of what is, not the thoughts of what I want it to be. Just like you were mentioning in your, your dialogue there, uh, man is too busy trying to fit what he wants into, like the American Dietetics Association, some of the crap that we think and go by in our schools and dietitians study in, in school is stupid. And it's because dietitians don't have, they, the American Dietetics, they don't have any understanding of chemistry and physics. They're just special interest oriented. So, you know, it, it's the Rockefeller world. Who pays wins? Even 60 Minutes did a study years ago on double-blind studies, and the bottom line to that one was whoever pays wins. Uh, yeah. Follow the money trail, you know? Yeah, good point. question now um yes why not you know this is this seems like a good time as any uh we have a participant sometimes host uh ace and he has a a son with down syndrome or autism and and he both yeah oh down syndrome and autism yeah and he he wanted to ask this uh what would you, Dr. Morris, would you have any advice or recommendation to the parents of a seven-year-old boy who has Down syndrome and autism as it relates to diet? Mind you, he has been on a Pediasure-only diet approximately eight to ten months since being breastfed. His parents have tried numerous things, but he rejects everything besides vanilla Pediasure. They desperately want to detox him and feed him a natural diet, but obviously won't let him starve, so it's a difficult situation. Pediasure and crap like that is just what it is, crap. And when you have anybody that calls themselves a physician recommending that kind of, it's not even food, 
which are protein rich, they, they, they're, that's way out. They're making their son worse and worse by this. It is ridiculous thinking. There is a, on our YouTube site, there's a seven-year-old uh, cerebral palsy. I mean, he's got a list of problems a mile long. Had never looked at his mother and smiles. And, uh, you know, the small limbs, the big uh, torso, I mean, mutated. Of course, they, they said he wasn't long-lived type of boy. And so she bellied up, put him on the fruit diet with herbs, and in a matter of months, take a look at this child. He first uh, smiled at the mother the other day, first time. Good stuff. Wow, that's sweet. I mean, the regeneration of tissue, that's what I'm into. I'm into the regeneration of tissue. And don't be afraid to get into living food. Why would you do pedicure? This is crap. This will just fill his body full of mucus, congestion, and acidosis. And so his body has no chance to regenerate because regeneration does not happen under the acidic sky. That's a corrosive sky. It happens under the uh, alkaline sky, the electrolyte sky. And we've shown over and over, we even have a quad on there that shows the regeneration of what can be done. And of course, we're notorious for pulling MS, Lou Gehrig's up out of wheelchairs that can't talk anymore, can't walk anymore, and get them walking and talking again. That is neurological regeneration. And how do you get it? Well, you have to understand that we're in a dualistic world. Life isn't just degenerative, it's regenerative as well. So what degenerates? Well, there's only two sides of chemistry, pick one. It's that simple. You know, the problem that you have, and I've watched you in your, in your dialogue, is the intellectualism. Mm. If you're too intellectual, it's like metaphysics. I, metaphysics can, can write a whole chapter about God, and I can say it in one paragraph. Cut through the chase. Cut through the mind, because the mind is forever seeking truth when you are the living truth. And the same with life. You know, it is the living truth expressed in individualities. So it's just understanding a higher level and looking at things and getting out of the mind. Because the mind, like I said, is a conditioned instrument. So we're always trying to blow back on conditioned thought and fight over what we think is true and not really looking at truth for what it is. So could it be that um, their son, because they've been afraid, um, they're having to beat the habits of their own son somehow? And, and I was just wondering, is there, is there like maybe a particular fruit or, or approach? I would put that this could... boy on a fruit diet. You know, they could give him some green drinks if they wanted to just to make it. I don't know why. But uh, to put him on a high fruit diet, because he also has uh, like ADD, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, th this brings you right back to vaccinations and this young man that uh, went against his parents and wanted to be vaccinated. And he's lucky he didn't end up with seizures or something like that with that. You know, we have a world of this uh, ADD, this neurological weakness. And it's not just from the vaccines and thimerosals and things like this. Man is losing his adrenal glands. And by losing your adrenal glands, you're losing your autonomic. You're also losing your kidneys. You're losing your lymphatic system. So man is going way down. So now you get tumors in babies. Like an example, we had a nine-month-old baby that had a tumor in her left eye. They wanted to remove her eye because it was a cancer cell in there, and they wanted to remove her eye. Well, we pulled the tumor out, what, in a few months, and now she has her eye, and she's well. Awesome. Nine months old. So that just shows you that if there's, if there's just so much uh, idiocy in thinking. And that's why man has to get out of thinking so much. <laughs> you, know, right. you know, what holy man told me one time, real holy man, he said, you know, if you stop thinking and stop talking, there's nothing you won't know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, wow, that's pretty zen. Wait. <laughs> well, because we, we rely on thought as consciousness, and that's not true.
Mm. I recently talked with someone about something similar and not to, to get too far off on the subject, but I mean, they said something like your heart, you know, they did some study and found that your heart is where the thought originates before your, before your brain gets it. And maybe we get too caught up in, you know, the over analysis and the brain stuff before what we already know. Um, well, you've got several bodies. You know, when you get here and have a physical body, you also have an emotional body, a me several mental bodies. So, you know, I teach that on our channel that how the, how creation is put together. Because if you don't understand that, like Science News, it's a it's a it's a great magazine. It comes out every month, and it's just got all the top science that's not propaganda. And now what they're they're looking at is every animal has an emotional component to it. Well, I have news for you. Every plant and every mineral does too. You can't yeah. have the physical world without coming through these other worlds to get here. This is just happens to be the lowest, most mundane world of all the God worlds. And it's just very chemical. It's amazing. Yeah. I've always wanted to get to these kind of subjects on this show and I didn't, I didn't expect it to come through health, but of course it would, of course it would course come it through would. the health subject. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you, if you get healthy, you're talking just what you said earlier, an energetic experience. Well, energy, go back to quantum physics, is intelligence. So when you start to pull back, you can look at God either from or, or to, either way. If you want to work from the position of consciousness, then you have to work from the state of observation. If you want to work to it, then a lot of people use thought to try to understand that which is infinite. And thought cannot be infinite. It is part of the finite worlds. So the only way you're going to understand beyond thought and conditioned thinking is to drop thinking and become in the present moment in consciousness. It's just pure awareness. So it's breaking thought. Thought's just streams of thinking, and most people follow their thoughts. Well, who's the thinker? If you're following your thoughts, you'll never understand who you are because you're the thinker. And to understand who that is, you can only be the observer. And that's consciousness which is infinite. I'm the present, I'm the potent, I'm this shit. Jay Krishnamurti was good at helping people to, to break the chain of thought because as, as, as one understands, thought is totally a conditioned state. And that's what the mind is. You, you have one and one and you get two. You compare, you analyze. Uh, that's the ongoing chase of creation. Have fun with it. It's going forever. But if you want true freedom, if you want to understand the all of the all, you want to understand who you really are and who everything is, you have to get beyond thought. You have to break the cycle of thinking and desiring. And you go back to Buddha, the desireless stage, you know, all those little tidbits that helps man to understand what he's doing to lock himself into creation. And of course, the same things too, as what you said, locks you into fallacy thinking and diseases, into these little theories of you need coffee enemas or you need to eat, drink urine and eat stool and things like that crap. I'm glad you brought the urine thing up. Um, <laughs> my brother, um, he thinks he has cancer, but he's not been diagnosed, but he continues to drink his urine every morning. Yeah. And Hope he's not filtering. I know. I mean, because so, he's just recycling metabolic acid, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, this. Right? Yeah. So, you know, cancer is a big scare word, and it's ridiculous because cancer just means a damaged cell right? And you have an atypical cell before it's a cancer cell. And you have to have a pathologist. He's the only doctor can tell you that you have a cancer cell. Big deal. That's a cell that's damaged. People don't die from damaged cells. At first, they die from the treatment of that. 
You know, you can have a tumor the size of a football. As long as it's not pressing on anything vital, you can live forever. So it's understanding which system that damages cells, which system tumors, cysts, and boils come from. Look at Dr. Pimple Popper. That's a new show on TV. People are watching it like crazy because she cuts open all these external tumors and cysts and shows you what's in them. They're the same thing as internal ones. Same thing. And so it's just a world of unconsciousness. And so to become conscious, you have to get away from these chains of thought that's ridiculous, conditioned thinking. And it's hard when you're academically inclined because all you're doing is studying other people's thinking. And then you mimic that and you fight over that. And it's like, oh, really? If you want to know truth, you have to pull back from what man thinks he knows and look at what God created, what creation is, because there's where the answers are. Sorry to keep you in, in those stories of, of um, you know, academia sometimes, but I think I've found that when we, when we give people stories about how we've achieved our own like, level of like, questioning in a new way, it often is a, like baby steps, you know? Um, yeah. So I guess one thing I want to ask is, besides you know, the, um, the time you were living in the woods and such, is there anything else you can tell us about what sparked your interest in your in your in your particular study and what's it been like to represent the voices of those who who are obviously grateful for your work i mean are are people listening i guess there's so there's two questions there i guess you know, where, where did where did it come from and where is it going you know the pursuit of god man the pursuit of god was what brought me here the pursuit of god i needed to know who it was i needed to know what that was I needed to know that the alone state, the depth of what's behind all things. Uh, and so that's what led me on the journey to out-of-body travels and experiences that way, uh, led me into health and vitality. And then in health, it's easy to understand if you're looking at that, that vegetable matters for herbivores, fruit matter is for frugivores. And uh, man is a frugivore. You can't uh, prove any other way. He doesn't have anything that looks like herbivores. He has nothing to look like omnivores. Here's where some of the misinformation comes from. And it, even I love National Geographic. I love those guys. But they started a, a series called The Great Carnivores. And the first series special was on the grizzly bear. Well, the grizzly bear's not a carnivore. But that's what they put him as, as a carnivore. But by the time the show was over, the grizzly bear diet was 65% sage grass, 14% berries and tubers and other things, and only 7% protein. And then the older bears didn't even eat the protein. They ate the fat to build up glycogen so they could have sugar to survive the winter. It was the baby mm. bears that went after the meat. So when you understand the, the amino acid and the growth of that, then you understand why that is. So it really was in their face that they mislabeled the series and they never had another one for some reason. But that's how misinformation gets out there. That was like the 90s version of clickbait. Just, yeah. just, just naming things wrong in magazine articles. <laughs> yeah, exactly what happens. And then it picks up and then man repeats that. And then man loves to eat dead animals. And so he'll find some reason to find why he has to eat meat. I have a question. So I, have you heard of Gentle World? No. Okay, Gentle World is a, is a community that is based in New Zealand and Hawaii, and they created a vegan community. That, um, one of their main founders' son recently passed away, sadly. But, but they, they had created a place where uh, I think it is pretty much frugivores. Now, I have heard that they have had some issues. I, I, they must be doing something wrong, I guess, because they said that they were low on some kind of particular 
B vitamin? Is it possible? You know, they were getting injections and things because they're staunch vegans. Now, is it possible that people occasionally need to eat a, a, a cheese or, or mushroom or, or seaweed or meat um, that gives them some missing element? Or can you, you know, comment on that? I, if, if you're eating good organic fruits, I've never seen any missing elements. So I, I, I would have to look at that community and see what's going on there. But, you know, it is difficult for the homo sapien at this day and age on this planet to become totally frugivores, in my opinion. It's uh, man has come out of these paleo thinking lives and it's got some uh, some rearranging of energetics to do in the body. It's a uh, matter of fact, when I came out of the woods and I started teaching, I taught spirituality and out of body travels and uh, health as well, of course. But. It was, I was so energetic that I had to eat vegetables and sometimes uh, ice cream or something to ground myself because <laughs> you can literally go out on fruit. I mean, it is such a high, high experience. And if you're not mature, and I was only in my 20s, so I wasn't really that mature. I was out of my body more than I was in my body. And I just wasn't mature, and the energy was making my physical body cramp. I had to balance out. I had to, I had to kind of come down, if you will, to, yeah. to, to stay uh, balanced so I could communicate with others because I lost the ability to communicate with normal humans. Uh, they uh, kind of awful closed-minded bunch of species. I've met someone else who also was frugitarian for a while, and then they, I think they even were breatharian for a while, oh. and they said they got bored because yeah. – when during meals, everyone was eating and they had nothing to do but just stare at everyone. And so they were like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's interesting you brought that up because that's where I was going was breatharian. Because, you know, if you're talking about energy and you, you look at food, food's just a form of energy, right? It's just chemistry, is just uh, frequencies of electromagnetic energy. So why not consume energy pure and straight away? But you're talking about a level that's... Uh, you got to be something else. I mean, there's this lady that's been 24 years as a fruitarian, tried to raise her kids that way, and they, as they got older, they they drifted into other forms. I get it, you know, and I don't push that. The only thing I push is if you want to get well, if you're an MS case, a neurologic case, you have tumors in you, you got to move to the fruit to hydrate and to move that lymphatic system, get your kidneys to filter, and get that done. Then I don't really care, tell you the truth, because everybody's on their own road. If you want to understand God, learn how to quit thinking. <laughs> Can we go back to P? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. But this is a warring planet. You know, creation is, creation is just that, bro. Thank you. So here's my P question. I drink so much water. I love water. Now, when I'm not drinking a lot of water, full disclosure, I get cloudy pee and my partner's like, there's something wrong. And I'm like, I feel great. I don't think there's anything wrong. Yeah. Um, but when I'm drinking a lot of water, you know, obviously a lot of it is pretty clear. So can yeah. you tell us more about like how, how much is too much water to dilute? Well, that's, a, that's the same with me though, too. I think that's the same with everyone. The more water you drink, remember water is the universal solvent. So you're going to see that Of course, that's where dry fasting came in because getting the kidneys to filter, a lot of people don't understand what that means. But that means that when you pee in a jar, you want to see sediment in it. You want to see metabolic waste in your urine. You don't want to see clear urine. It'd be like pooping in the toilet, flushing it, running out to the, 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 the sewer pipes and just seeing water come out. 
where's what I just left in the toilet? You know, and it's that that's the problem. Man is creating metabolic waste at the cellular level that's not leaving them. And so when that happens, you start seeing swelling, the inflammatory process. And then water is osmotically pulled in there to try to break that up. But stagnation exists, and therefore now you get swelling. And then you start forming cysts and tumors and blah, 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 blah. All these are just full of acids that are being stored in the body so that bovac isn't on the cell. Because outside of the cell, acids that build up interstitially is called inflammation. Intracellular acidosis then starts mutating a cell and creates an atypical onto what they call a cancer cell. So wow. we're talking yeah. about a dirty lymph system, right? That's what That's you exactly mean. Exactly what we're talking about. When all about. that happens. I'm going to have to rewind and listen to that. There's so much good technical words that I'm that are over my head, you guys. I think I need to catch up to you. Well, here's so the bottom line: right, is if you were going to build you a new house, right? Say, I'm going to go. To, well, I'm going to build me a nice house. Would you build it without a bathroom? Uh, no, you're no. probably going to put a couple of them in there, right? And that's what the medical thinking is. They only think about the kitchen, the blood. Well, when you take a look, here's how simple the body is. The body's just made of about 100 trillion cells, give or figure, uh, take a few trillion, and two fluids. That's the human body. Your, your hair, your nose, your ears, your heart, your liver, that's all just cells. But you have two major fluids that run and take care of these cells. What are these two fluids? Blood and lymph. Well, every cell in your body doesn't touch each other. Every cell in your body sits in its own chair. So when you look at the liver, it's just a bunch of cells, but there's spaces around all the cells. And those spaces are called interstitial spaces. Matter of fact, it's the new organ that the medical doctors found in the human body, the largest organ of the human body. It made science news, and they call it the interstitium. Well, These <laughs> are the interstitial spaces around cells. 80% lymph and 20% blood. So if blood is so vital and lymph is nothing, why is lymph the dominant fluid surrounding a cell? And if you consider the lymph is the cholesterol fluid, the lipid fluid, that is your sewer system. Your blood is your kitchen. So you never build a house without both. Thanks, that's easier for, for me to understand. Yeah. yeah, see, so medical doctors just do not understand the bathroom. And because of that, they treat the kitchen. Right. Isn't it a shame they do all the blood work, but no one does lymph fluid work? Exactly. Exactly. A sad thing. And Well, the University of West Virginia, remember, just found the lymph system in the brain two and a half years ago. And they claim they can't see the lymph vessels in cadavers. They needed scopes and everything else to see these vessels in live beings. But it helped them to understand a little more of how the body got rid of metabolic debris out of the brain. And then there was a PhD, and this was great. Just the other day, this PhD made this statement that you can't sleep on your stomach or back because the, the body can't get rid of the, the debris, he said, the debris. And he went ahead and defined this debris as metabolic waste. And I'm going, yeah, baby, out of the brain unless you sleep on your sides. Because then another university here a few years before that found the lymphatic system in the brain, and this female professor claimed that the spinal fluid then was used to remove this metabolic debris out of the brain. So bottom line, every cell eats and poops. How do cells get rid of their poop? And that's the lymphatic system. And if you don't understand that system, then you're left out in the cold. You don't understand symptoms. You name them diseases. You don't know what the hell's on. Bacteria, though, they're the problem and all this, and they don't understand, yet it's right in front of their faces. And it's the difference between awareness and unconsciousness. 
because they understand lymph nodes. Lymph nodes are, are part of the lymphatic system, right? They're the septic tanks of the body. They're full of bacteria. What does bacteria do in the lymph nodes? Breaks down these metabolic 3 pH acids up to at least 6. You don't want to pee 3 pH acids out of your urine. You'll be on your knees peeing. That's Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Those are all 3 pH acids. So metabolic waste are 3 pH. So it brings about why you have bacteria in your lymph nodes, vital. But then they give you antibiotics to kill them, and then see where this all, then they slam your lymphatic system, and pretty soon you can't eliminate your waste. And people well, are dying on their own metabolic waste. Right, yeah. That's, um, yeah, in so many different ways. Yeah. Let's go back to bacteria for a minute. It's supposed to be the big evil thing in your body. Bacteria, <laughs> right? And oh according to allopathy. God. So could you explain a minute, what is bacteria and why isn't it the most evil thing in your body? I have no reason why it's the most evil thing. I'll give you only one analogy. You would never go to your septic tank and kill the bacteria in it if you didn't want your sewage to start backing up in your house. <laughs> the septic tanks are full of bacteria because they break down your solids. And of course, that's what bacteria does. It breaks down your waste and your byproducts. And when you create a lot of waste in your byproducts in your body, you're inviting bacteria in your body to do that, not just in the lymphatic system, but look at your, your GI tract. Man eats dead animals. Well, you're going to invite some naughty little babies, E. coli and the like in there to help break it down. If you get sick on it, well, sorry, detox them out. But it is the, I think one medical doctor called it the terrain. I like that. Clean your inner terrain up. And it's just if you don't understand the lymphatic system, well, why is the word detoxification so popular? Are you detoxifying the blood? No, you're detoxifying the sewer system. You're moving out these stored metabolic acids out of the body. Why do you detox? Why do you get hot? Why are we trying to get rid of these tumors out of the body? And that's understanding the lymph system and, and exactly what acids do to tissue. Wow. Well, so let's put the bacteria in the like, a story like my mom she is hyper vigilant about getting sinus infections so she probably once a month right i'm trying to convince her no more dairy no more meat you can clean up your dirty limb system but no she won't listen she goes no i need my meat i need my protein for strength <laughs> oh lord so she's constantly taking antibiotics probably one round a month for her sinus infection because yeah. of the bacteria, she feels, you know, she feels the heaviness in her sinuses and she starts the dripping. So what could one say what's really going on there? You know, this sort of thinking, and no offense to anyone out there, but this sort of thinking is antiquated and uh, ignorant thinking. Dairy products have been well known for centuries to be the most congesting mucus-forming foods on the planet. Uh, Insure, Petisure, same thing, just fills the body full of this mucus. Well, anytime you hook up to winter where it's cold, you're going to have elimination because alkalinity is cooling. That is detoxification. And it's just chemistry and physics because alkalinity creates an anionic environment. It's an environment of fluidity. Uh, acids create a cationic environment of agglomeration. So it, everything gets hard and stiff in an acidic medium. In an alkaline medium, everything loosens up. That's why when you get stiff from working out from all the lactic acid and the like, you start hydrating, it starts loosening you up. Same thing. 
And so your mother is locking all this into her sinuses and brain, and so Alzheimer's are going to happen, uh, dementia, uh, sinus polyps and things. She needs to have a big cold of food like Simpson and let this stuff come out and get away from these dairy products. There is no reason on man's earth to drink milk, particularly after you're weaned. And here's the other big one. If you're not filtering as a mother, your body becomes acidic. So does your milk. So breastfeeding can't just be breastfeeding because if your breast milk is acidic, you're acidifying your baby. And remember, if mama's not filtering in her kidneys, neither is baby. And this is why you're seeing the tumors and all the mutation of tissue in the babies. So what would be the um, uh, option then for mothers who are acidic for their babies? To get on an alkaline dominant diet. I mean, a diet mm -hmm. that is alkaline forming foods instead of acid forming foods. Mm -hmm. And that'll then will start changing the chemistry in her milks and everything else. And if you're going to raise a baby on breast milk, we're finding that it's so bad now that babies right out can't do breast milk or any type of milk. And we have to put them on fruit almost immediately, a few weeks old. And it's just the way it is in today's world. And it's just that man doesn't understand the lymphatic system, acidosis, that foods are acidic forming or alkaline forming. And if you don't understand that, you get yourself in big time trouble. And now because of genetics and everything else, uh, we're in trouble as a species. Right. What would you say to my friends who are like, you know, they want recreational fluids. They love their beer. They love their tea. Okay, I, I, I'm partial to some tea, but I can't really handle caffeine really well, so I do herbal yeah. tea. Um, and some people just can't live without coffee. They'll even get like, they, they say they can't live without coffee. You know, they're yeah. really addicted. Yeah. But, These are um, but, but, but what can you do to, what? You know, what's fun to drink when you're a frugitarian? Fresh squeezed navel orange juice. Fresh squeezed juices. You know, it's all what you allow yourself to, to believe in and get trapped into. And just like you said, these are all addicting. You know, these teas, people are addicted to Lipton tea, this high tannins. Well, that just strips your kidneys right off. So you're, you're, you're trapped into all these type of addictive things. You just have to sometime uh, get into yourself and decide that you're going to break these and find a, a, a higher way of expressing and living in your world. If not, then you'll just fall to the uh, common practices and, and the side effects that that yields you. Thank you. And my other question about recreational things is, but maybe health, is um, I've heard a lot of ferments being good. Now, yeah. some people say ferments are actually the worst, but I've really enjoyed kimchi. I found that it's like helpful for me. Um, to when I when I have like upset stomach, it, it helps me balance my, my gut and stuff. And I was wondering, what is your comment on pickles? Well, it would in that case, you know, in that case it would. But for, remember, fermentation is on its way to death. So whenever you look at a fermented food, that's going to be a carbon-rich food. The other side is proteins, which is putrefaction. So whenever you get them into these stages, you're into the dying stages of the of the foods, and. You know, that, that invites the fungal community. Sometimes people are so full of fungus that they crave these fermented type foods. And bread is a fermented type food. Cheese is a fermented type food. And these foods, of course, are craved by those who are full of fungus because fungus is involved in the fermentation process. It's just the way it is. You know, it's like using yeast to make beer. <laughs> well, just... what can I say? I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I say once you clean the body up and rid the body of predominant fungus, uh, it changes you. It does. It changes the way your desires are and it changes the way you uh, interact with foods. 
Okay, well, let's answer that. How do you clean your body up? Well, first you have to change it to, in my opinion, what we were talking about earlier, a high energetic, high alkaline diet. Well, we look at the species. Man is a frugivore. So you move to fruits. Me, I particularly like the grapes. There's been a lot said through the years on grapes. I've had some of the success. I've only been doing this for 50 years now. And so the success, I've got mounds and mounds and mounds of success around the world just on grapes. So grapes are incredible beings. They're so balanced. They're full of flavonoids, great detoxifiers, great hydrators. So when you're looking at detoxification, you're looking at an alkaline electrolyte dominant food that has a little astringent value to it. So you're, you're hydrating, which is creating liquidity out of, out of stagnation, and then you're, you're having some astringent value, which is then pulling this, helping you to astringent and helping the kidneys to filter better. And so that's the type of diet we put on. Like if you're full of tumors, uh, you know, you put yourself on a great, great fast, great diet for, you know, 40 days is a good period. I had a famous model. She went 43 days on grapes and lemons, and I think she had no more lung and bone cancer left after that. So we have stories just packed and packed and packed. Using their word cancer scares everybody because it makes you think it's some ominous disease that landed on you and you're dead. You know, and it's ridiculous. This is just a damaged cell. What's damaging the cell? And if your tumor's involved, why do you have a tumor? And then you get into the pathway of the lymph, the lymph nodes, and then where? The kidneys. So the big problem is the kidneys and adrenal glands. Look at man, he has no energy. His nervous, autonomic nervous systems are down. So you have all the MSs, you have all the COPDers, you have all the, uh, you know, the uh, chronic fatigue people and all of this. And that is kidney and adrenal glands. They're the doorway to so much, it's unbelievable. Sugar metabolism, metabolism, all the minerals are part of the adrenal glands. The gonadals are part of the adrenal glands. Your steroids, in other words. Your neurotransmitters for the autonomic is the adrenal glands. They control the kidneys. So these are big deals. And people are having major endocrine gland failures, you know? Right. Wow. So let's go back to the, the little three-year-old who was on Pediasure. Um, oh. Would like bananas be a good substitute Perfect. for? There was a three doctor professor in Canada that invited me to speak one time, and he has three doctorates, and his whole life is nutrition, and he claimed the banana was nature's perfect food. It's wow. the only fruit that ripens nutritively after it's picked, unripe. All the other fruits, they that's it. When you pick them, that's it. It's like a it's like a, a beautiful pineapple. If you pick a pineapple unripe. The only way, what we call ripening, is fermentation. And it never tastes. It's like a peach. Mm -hmm. If you get a ripe peach off a tree, it bursts all over your face, oh, and you have man. this robotic smile on your face. But if you buy a hard peach in the store, and you sit in the window to let it ripen, it doesn't ripen. It ferments. And then it's like, oh, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I just got yeah, I got a batch of mangoes. They're like, uh, so uh, even when they got soft, they were really acidic. Yeah, sometimes they're importing organics now and blasting it with radiation, yeah. and they'll just they'll just like melt in your fruit uh, basket. They won't even they won't even rot. They'll just fall apart, and you're like, what do they do? There's, this, yeah. there's this medical doctor, and his sister owns this incredible organic farm in Hawaii, and she's been sending me these uh, pineapples, special pineapples that taste like candy. And oh my God, it's nirvanic. Every bite, you get this smile on your face. And you're going, this is a food of man. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's why I didn't eat fruit for so many years and it caused so many medical problems because it was all crappy. It's like, say no to crappy fruit. It's terrible. That's problem. You're right on with that. And if you're judging grocery store fruit as the, the type of foods we're made, you're going, no, nah, I'll pass. I think I'll be a vegetarian or I'll have some meat in my life. I get it. Yeah. I just ordered a a box of fruit from Miami Fruit. I'm here in um, Seattle, Washington. I'm so excited. It's in season, ripe fruit. It hasn't been sitting in cold oh, storage. I'm, I should get it in about a week. I'm so excited. You should, you should hook on to Hawaiian uh, fruit too from where you are and get some of this ripe fruit sit right over to you because it's nervonic. It's just, and, and your body just, it's just uh, shines like the sun and you feel so right. good. Your muscles start feeling power in them. You just start feeling incredible, and that's what it's about. Of course, the body's going to clean itself out, and you're going to see some gnarly mucus coming out like your mother needs to. It can be clear. It can be yellow. It can be green. It can be brown. It can be black. But good. Let that crap come out, or she's going to start forming tumors. You just, you know, there's a time you have to understand what you're doing is causing the problem. Right. Well, she's under the idea that once your snot turns green, you're in big trouble. You're like one minute away from dying. Well, that's moving from a subacute to the more chronic levels of lymph stagnation. And it's just, that's just levels of acidosis and, and lymph stagnation. Get all that cleaned out and you'll be as right as rain. You'll be as good as all get out. You'll get your sense of smell back. She probably hasn't smelled anything for years and she doesn't realize it. You know, when my sinuses drain, I'm a farm boy, so I was raised on dairy, and I used nose drops to be able to breathe. Well, I didn't realize I wasn't smelling things, so when I was in the woods and I was, my sinuses were draining and cleaning up, I started smelling pine trees for the first time, and I realized I've been smelling wow. by memory, not by actuality. Wow, that's a cool story. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stories when you dig in the body and get rid of all these obstructions. Remember, any obstruction to the flow of energy is dis-ease. Remove right. your obstructions, and mucus is a big obstruction. So what about, that green, if I could just follow up, the green mucus doesn't mean you're about to die. You're, no, you're saying don't get no. antibiotics, just power through, and then it right. will, that will clean up. Yeah, maybe you'll get the brown and black crap out too. That'd be really good. <laughs> I've got wow, so mucus out of babies. Wow. So you fix that's then that's normal. That's a yeah. normal oh, yeah. eliminative process. Just, it's more advanced. Yeah, the clear mucus is just recent stuff. You don't want that. You want the yellow and green stuff. That's when you're really digging in. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. And then if you can get the black out of your lungs and stuff, you can't believe how well you can oxygenate your blood. Your O2 sac goes up to 100%. Everything, you start getting a buzz on naturally. I kind of have a joke question, I guess. Why does Google keep telling me bananas are poison? All these Google ads are like, never eat this one banana fruit. You know, like, I don't What's understand. With Google anyway, you know? I mean, I don't know what to say about that. There's so much misinformation and there's these trolls. You've got all these things going on on the internet. Pharmaceutical companies use trolls to troll my sites all the time. And they say all kinds of crap out there. But you've got to get a hold of truth for yourself. You know, again, chasing thoughts and other people's opinions uh, take you down the road of confusion and fear. Get a hold of your own reality. Who's, I always use the analogy, who's driving your car? Something that comes from my reality is I love starfruit. It kind of tastes like a grape. It's just like a big star-shaped grape. 
and it tastes so good. I love it. I should just get Here, a bunch Molly, of stuff. I've, I've got a big tree in my yard here. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I've got a lot of fruit trees, and uh, I have a star fruit of caramboli fruit. They're delicious. Fresh off the tree, can't believe it. It tastes so good. But lychee, I've got tons of lychee trees. Those are incredible. Mm. Loquats are incredible. Uh, I've got the, uh, uh, what are they called, the mangoes that are just as big as a football. Oh, my God. What would you say to someone who has, you know, who loves fruit but has an allergy? Like, for example, they get a little tingling when they eat a mango or, okay. you That's know. That's true. And that is the lymphatic system. When you're lymphatic system, whenever you use the word allergy, think lymphatic. You can get allergic to everything on the planet. Matter of fact, we get people that are so bad they can't eat anything anymore. Then you have the gastroparesis where you can't even drink water. How do you save people like that? And so that's my expertise is how you pull people back from what I call Hellville and bring them to Wellville, baby. <laughs> nice. So um, two years ago, after I saw one of your videos, I was like, whoa, this is it. Because, you know, you explained what bacteria was and that it's not your enemy. It's a process. And then the whole lymphatic system. And then I realized my intense need for good food because yeah. I'm not going to find it at Safeway. I'm not going to find it at yeah. Meyer any chain stores i don't know even though it says organic i don't know where it came from and so what i did to my backyard seriously like five seconds after i saw your video boom it's just like the light hit and my whole backyard now is a big fruit garden Ooh, i love it you got blueberries and like that up where you are right oh yeah blueberries oh, strawberries raspberries big fat juicy but oh, you yeah. know some of this fruit is organic but it's bitter you should never have a bitter blueberry. Matter of fact, it should be sweet as honey. Oranges should be sweet as honey. A good navel orange should be as big as a grapefruit and as sweet as honey. Exactly. These are the good foods. Oh, my God. A good blackberry should be sweet. I mean, when you eat foods like this, you just have a smile on your face all day long. You feel thin. You feel mobile. You don't feel stiff and tight. The brain works. The memory works. And it pulls you in the now more. And yet oh, less yeah. brain chatter, you know? Oh, nothing's more amazing than standing next to my raspberries and just popping them. Just oh, my gosh. It and they just fall right Raspberries were like my favorite. We had a raspberry bush in the backyard. And like all of my childhood memories revolve around access to that raspberry Ooh. bush. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, you can have blueberries and Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? But I know it's like, you know, a lot of people make mistakes when they grow fruit because they use fertilizers. And fertilizers yeah. inhibit the uptake of proper nutrients. Yeah. And they burn the plant. They're super acidic. Yeah, they and so what if your plant grows faster on fertilizers, it's trying to outrun the burn. It's not providing nutrition to the fruit. So this is why even organic gardeners, it's like, I don't know what their practices are. So that's when I decided I got to grow my own fruit. That's, that's yeah. the only way to get product. You know, we were farmers and we put about 200 acres in Christmas trees. And it takes, you know, about six years to get a Christmas tree from baby to, to adult. And I'd say about 10 years of that. And then my dad was going to plow all the stumps in and then heavily fertilize it and plant it in corn. And I asked him, I said, why in the heck would you, would you fertilize it? All the trees give back. Everything gives back. And mm -hmm. so for some reason, he listened to me. Now, he's an old farmer from back in the 1900s when he was alive. And he planted it in corn. And he said, I haven't seen that kind of yield since I was a young man. 
And so what they've done, these Monsanto type uh, companies have gotten these farmers thinking yield, of course, lost the flavor on yield. And now the yield is going the other way. So now they're having less yield, horrible soils, horrible flavors, can't get good food, and we all suffer from it. All agreed. Right. All agreed. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's controlling the food industry, Sad which stuff. shouldn't even be an industry. Oh. But Monsanto, part of the World Bank. I mean, part of the world, one world order thinkers, you know? Right. I mean, there should never be starvation. Just plant a fruit tree. How many Thank people you. can one fruit tree feed? Thank you. Thank you. Right. Yeah. You know, there should never be. And, you know, the funny thing is we have all the poverty in the world and we send them white rice. White <laughs> oh, rice. my God. Right. <laughs> excuse me you know or, or wheat you know i mean send them living food <laughs> right yeah i know or teach them how to, to plant their foods right i know like saudi arabia um donates like tons of dates to like nations in need. that's the yeah. point you can have date trees and fig trees and you can grow them in desert climates you can grow them everywhere and there's nothing like a good medjool date now, is it? Oh, right. Oh, oh that with a that with an apple, it tastes just oh like caramel apple. That is so good. Yeah, you, once we were at a health food store, this buddy of mine, and we we loaded up on Bahari, which are like medjools, a little smaller, and we were just popping to meet him, and I got the biggest buzz driving home. I didn't sure I was gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, animals know this. Animals eat those delicious foods and they get natural buzzes. You know, life is to have fun and to be high and enjoy it and be awake, not lost in thought and desire and, and having fear and anxieties in your world. Right. You just sit by that tree Word. or that vine and just eat and eat and eat and eat, man. Amen, just brother. Satisfy your body. Trees are so evolved. They've learned to just sit there and go, uh, and they don't even like Thank have to you. move. They love to be a tree because that's a level of consciousness that consciousness is at at that time, and they love being what they already are. You know, I, I can go into stories of uh, going back into some of these life forms too. I tell you, there's there's a lot that uh, humans can experience that they're shutting themselves off from. Right, mm. so many things to empower us. Oh yeah. my God! I mean. You know, people are afraid of out-of-body travels is a good example. You know, they don't even realize that they're just using this body. It's just their vehicle while they're on this, this rock spinning through space. And that's all this is, is a rock spinning through space. It doesn't have any reality. As soon as you take your attention off of it, it's gone. You know, people have to learn their attention is their reality. Right. Wherever you place your attention is your reality. That's it. That's the electricity that turns on the, the, the room of darkness. And then it's the room of light. And then you move your attention off and it becomes the room of darkness again. It's like memory. They're all dead images. If you want to go back and put the light on and look at one, go ahead. I like that. They're dead images. They're in the past, man. Exactly. Yeah. And the only thing that lights them back up is your attention. Take your attention off of that. Live in the now. It sounds like, I mean, we've already, it's by implication, frozen fruit. Uh, it just, it doesn't cut it because you kind of killed some of the vibrancy of the. Of but the, if you're living in Alaska, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's some of these people <laughs> live in some of these places that I don't yeah. see how Homo sapiens can survive. And of course, they're not long lived. You know, I've seen people for almost 50 years now and the Islanders have it hands down. I'll get them in here at 100 years old. I had a lady in here 
a black woman at 96. And I'm looking at her and I say, you're 96. She said, I'm 96. I said, no, you're not 96. She said, I'm 96. What? I said, you look like a 50-year-old. Your skin is tight. You have your teeth. And I asked her, I said, what in the hell were you raised on? She said, well, I'm from a very poor island. She said, I was raised exclusively on fruit. Now, that's before she knew I was a fruit and thinker. <laughs> and she said, I was so, we were so poor, we were raised exclusively on fruit. She said, you know, I felt so good. I said, your island didn't have meat. She said, my island only got meat when I was a teenager. She said, but you had to be of the higher caste to be able to afford it. And I remember that as truth. And so that's, when you look at that, sometimes that poverty brought health. So I've had them in here and well in their hundreds looking for vitality. I mean, I had a 102-year-old man in here from one of the islands, and he was getting married for the fifth time. He just needed to have a little help down below. So, I mean, when you look at that, it's amazing to see that type of health and wellness out of people that eat the raw or eat the fruit. What can you do for my friend who doesn't like tart, fruit. I tell you the honest truth. I'm with him on that. I do not like tart either. Down in Florida here, we used to have the largest, the most sweetest strawberries there ever was. So I had a farmer. I'm real next to the, the strawberry capital of the world, right? And so I asked this farmer, he was in my office, had problems, and I asked him, what in the heck is going on here? What happened to those delicious strawberries? He said, well, this new variety that we sell is easier to grow and we get better yield. That was his answer. And I'm looking at him. I said, you realize that these are horrible. They look nice and red. They're hard as a rock and they're bitter. Strawberries mm. should be sweet as honey. You know, and that's right. the problem. Fruit should be sweet. Bitter is more acidic. And uh, I'm not into bitter food. So you just have to be discerning and... <laughs> <laughs> oh my way. God. I mean, you know, that's where man is. <sighs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard to find good, delicious fruit. Very hard. Grow your own, I guess. That's the. Well, you know what? You when you start looking at health, one of your big jobs is to find the food that's healthy. That that takes up a lot of your time. You know, when we have people that are highly involved in tumors and things like this, or they're you know Lou Gehrig's or MS in wheelchairs, most of their life is spent getting themselves well and staying well because you're on the hunt you're on the hunt to try to find who's got the sweetest fruit the best fruit the less pesticides and crap like that and it's difficult you can't even trust organic fruit would be pesticide free so you know it, it's just it's sad it's sad 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 but you know what we have to build awareness and people are sick to the point that I don't have any problem getting people to conform to what I say because they're so sick, there's no other place to go. They've already been to the Apocalypse. They've already been to Pearson. They've already been everywhere else. So now they come to the door and we have to try and fix it. Tell us a little bit about your uh, institute and, and how people can approach you about well, these things. Well, I have a clinic. You know, I have a YouTube and I teach you to be able to clean anything out of you. I, I, I love housewives that can take their children and take them from a Down syndrome into a healthy being again. 
and it's not difficult. So I, I run a teaching YouTube site. I also have classes that you can come to that I have three classes a year that you can attend live. We have online classes going up. I have anatomy physiology professor that's with me. She's a medical doctor as well. And so we, we have a, we're having more and more uh, professionals in the A&P line that understands now. When I came out with the kidneys linked to the lymphatic system, I got calls from A&P professors around the country going, you just answered the questions that we've always had. <laughs> How does a body get rid of metabolic waste, not dumping them back into the blood, compromising blood pH, meaning the blood has to pull calcium out of its connective tissue. That leads to hernias, aneurysms, varicose veins, etc., etc., etc. So it's just uh, and then we have a clinic if you need help. We have uh, people here that uh, help you to, through these protocols. We call it a health club because, you know, in the world out there, you have to be careful. My big advice to all the health people is get rid of the concept of diseases and you'll live happier and healthier. And the medical doctors won't come arrest you for using diseases and treating diseases. Right. And, and that's um, what's going on. Dr. Oh, yeah. Morris always does the online, uh, you know, if you want to do his home yeah. self-study. Yep. There you got What's that? that? You're holding a DVD, it looks like. Yeah, DVD. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of different DVDs. A lot of DVDs. Here. Oh, yeah. I'm on uh, DVD 8 right now. Oh, so I'm, that is cool, yeah, And we it. teach, we have iridology classes because I teach everyone. And now we have a lot of our students writing children's books. And it's just so neat to see these children's books. And they even teach them how to read the eyes of children. How cool is that? Because That's you great. can see all the cells in your yes. body, the genetic stance of those cells, and your lymphatic system. No other science shows you your lymphatic system other than iridology. How great is that? And it's a simple science. Anybody can learn this stuff. Right. So what is, I mean, to, so for people who aren't familiar with it, what is iridology? Well, it's a study of the iris of the eyes and how it neurologically is connected to every cell in your body. So every cell in your body reflects its state of consciousness through the nervous system, which reflects through the iris, the colored portion of your eye. And so it's through the trabecular or those fibers that we read those and determine the level of weakness and genetic weakness in that tissue or trauma in that tissue. And then the coloration of the eye shows you how much lymphatic system you have. For example, blue eyes are blue eyes, right? There's only blue and brown eyes in humans. But when you see blue eyes can be white, yellow, green, or hazel, and then actually brown. I can show you blue eyes that are almost all brown from chronic lymph stagnation. Clean that out, and their eye will go from brown back to blue again. Cool stuff. And it's just a fun science to learn, and anybody can learn that. So we teach that. Uh, Dr. Jensen was very popular, of course, in that science. Good old friend of mine. And it's, uh, it's just fun to learn these things. You know, man needs to open up to new things, excitement instead of going back and visiting old memory patterns, drinking urine and eating stool. I mean, that's another thing now is eating stool. It's like, come on, guys. Give me a plump, uh, uh, nice, sweet uh, blueberry and not uh, a dead stool. My friend has been trying to convince me for a couple of years now that I should get a stool transplant Ow! with my own mother. Oh, and, and I'm thinking, wait, so I get poop from my mom and put it in me? That's, you know what? I don't, I've not heard these, of these are this, levels like, of unconsciousness. Being... Even in the military, you're taught, don't drink your own urine. Thank you. You know, this, this is just things you don't do. But man has been, since he doesn't understand the lymphatic system, 
and the two sides of chemistry, he's grabbing at straws. He's grabbing at anything, hoping it'll answer his, his need for health and, 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 and vigor and, and, and vitality. And it's all right in front of him, all right in front of him, but he's locked away in an unconscious state. This is why we teach consciousness too, because if you don't wake up, you're just a product of thought. And thought is conditioning of whoever powers that be, as you already know. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. We got to start thinking on our own. And, you know, some Absolutely. people, they require proof before, you know, like, like for me, the bacteria thing, because I've been thinking about it, like how does bacteria explode in your body? And then I realized it was the wrong paradigm I was yeah, thinking about. Exactly. So here's a good example. I was watching a show, a, a hunter show one time and this guy was aiming and he shot this beautiful buck and by the time he walked over to the buck and the cameraman was there nature already beating flies were already there it's it's how god keeps itself clean you know we live in a created universe there's no if you want to have a baby as a mother you can't just reach out and grab atoms to create this baby something has to give up its atoms its structure because we're in an atom rearrangement universe it's already created. All the atoms are already created. So you have a uh, birth, life, and death scenario here because of that. So some things have to go while other things are reborn. But it's because we need those atoms. And it's just understanding a little physics and chemistry and how it all works. It's real simple to understand. Put it all together, and then you have the aha moments. Right. So bacteria breaks things down. So we Absolutely. We need those atoms. Thank you very much. Without that, where are we? Dead bodies all over the place. You know, it's like, <laughs> excuse me? You know, what does that get us? You know, nothing. We need those atoms or life becomes real stagnant. So like those, those, um, the preponderance now of this flesh eating bacteria in Florida or whatever, that's probably just uh, well, this a is really how acidic. Weak people are. When you're that lymphatically involved in that acidic you you can get eaten up pretty bad to be honest with you and then uh uh you also have the fungal side of that too it isn't just the bacteria side the man's loaded with fungus you know fungus is on the carbon side bacteria is more on the nitrogen side so you've got all these microbes that deal with different levels of, of breakdown and it's like fermentation you know it's a process but we're, what are we looking for in these processes? Atoms, when you get down to the bottom line. What would be the best kind of fruits to start looking at for someone who's fungal, like me? <laughs> Maybe I'm fungal. Well, you know, that's probably, that's probably the head scratching. You know, that's, I would probably uh, recommend using botanicals to help with the fungus. Because if you're highly fungal, fruits can give you a little bit of a kick in the butt. So uh, I'd highly recommend using herbs to help you control the fungus side of you. And then start looking at the adrenal glands and sugar metabolism because what man's doing is consuming complex sugars and then blaming simple sugars. In other words, we say, oh, fruit is full of sugar. Well, so is vegetables. So is grains. See, but they're polys. And fruit is simple sugars, monosaccharides. Grains are dying, polysaccharides. Tons of sugar. And so you can't compare simple sugars are essential to life. If you, this was Atkins' philosophy. Starve the body for sugar. It'll break down its fat reserve to get sugar. And to do that, you had to put them on high protein, which creates acidosis. And of course, all the lipids create ketosis. And pretty soon, you're dead from acidosis and ketosis. I mean, it was just stupidity on that side. Simple sugars 
fix the adrenal glands is where sugar metabolism is at and get away from complex sugars. I did have a friend who was trying that ketosis, like burning their, burning their, they were were vomiting. They would eat and then just like, Ah. and I was like, this doesn't sound right. Sounds like your body's having problems with that. Yeah. Yeah. Problems with that too. But that's what you see in these aberrated levels of thinking. That's why ketogenics right now is real popular. All these South Beach diets, high protein diets. The problem is you can lose weight but you're creating acidosis and then you're having uh, uh, these massive uh, strokes like uh, Perry did at 50 years old. Do you mind talking a little bit more about the why a, a fungal situation doesn't react to fruit ideally? What, what is the... Well, I don't know. You know, fruit is so active energetically that I think that's always the side of it. A lot of people that have high fungus claim they have a hard time eating fruit. I, I don't know. You know, I use herbs and botanicals to help me with the body. When I look at botanicals, I look at them as tissue-specific foods. Most botanicals are vegetables. So you can use some barks and things, but these are tissue-specific. Herbs are not for diseases. That's man-made concepts. Herbs are for, for, for body parts. So I've got herbs that will help the kidneys to filter. I've got herbs to help enhance liver function, heart function, you know, things like that. Herbs to increase blood flow through the body. Herbs to help the neurons in the body become stronger so your nervous system becomes stronger. Things like that. So when you're hydrating through electrical uh, uh, foods, using herbs to enhance the function of tissues, you have a win-win situation all the way around. Yeah, you're going to go through some ups and downs during detox. Tumors are going to have to come out. You could get, uh, you know, real low in energy because your adrenals crash. Absolutely go through a lot of ups and downs. But the other side is awful pretty and energetic and really awake. So it's worth it. Right. That's where it helps, like following people who know how to detox properly so you don't get afraid and quit just when you're getting better. Exactly. And I think that's a big misunderstanding of what you said there is the healing crisis what they call the healing crisis, where if you've got a lot of congestion, you can expect a cold and flu-like symptom. Hello, how's it going to come out? It's going to magically disappear all this mucus your mother has? No, it's got to come out, honey. So you have to let it come out. If you don't let it come out, you're going to store it. And if you keep eating the foods that's building it up, guess what? One day you're going to have a brain tumor and you're going to shut down your ability to have rational thinking and and uh the ability to relate to others and etc 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 so you're going to end up in a nursing home blah 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 Mm -hmm. you know you've got to allow the body if you put mucus forming foods in the body acid forming foods and you wake up to that then you've got to allow the body to hydrate and clean itself out so you're going to have mucus coming out of the lungs out of the bronchi out of the sinuses out of the ears out of the belly button out of the stool you're going to see mucus in your urine hello that's what, your lymphatic system. What is a what is a, a successful cleansing versus a or what did you say like a, a an adrenal crash like blood pressure? Let's look at blood pressure for a minute. You check one side of your body for your blood pressure. No, you want to check both sides. Your bottom number on your blood pressure is your diastolic. That's your kidney function. Should be around sixty, no more than sixty-five. Right. Your top number is your adrenal glands, which sits right on top of your uh, kidneys. And that's your cardiac punch. That's your nervous system. That's neurotransmitters. That should be 120, no more than, say, 130. When you start to have 90 over, your blood pressure on the top is down to 90. That's neurotransmitters. That means the autonomic nervous system is so weak 
that you can't even lift your head out of bed. You have chronic fatigue. You can't think properly. When you go on a, a detox with that, you can have some real serious fatigue problems because you're already there. And we're taking off all the stimulants out of your life because people are sucking down Red Bull, coffee, anything they can to stimulate, right. to, eat, to keep their energy up. The problem is when you come off of them, whack, you're going to get whacked. All right. Well, that's how we back you up with things for the adrenal glands and things like that to try to keep that, that backlash to a minimum. It's like chemotherapy. You know, this whole idiocy of chemo and then you're in remission and that means you're getting better. That's all bull crap. And I always call it the chemo blowback, and it'll happen one day or not. And pretty soon, the chemo blowback, and now you've got tumors in four or five places. You've got cancer cells all over the body now because you've used acids to create an acid condition. It's a crime, and it's a crime that's allowed to be going on. We're giving Drano, if you're talking about nursing and nursing, I spent a lot of years in hospitals, but we use uh, the word Drano for chemo. So we're giving the rights of medical doctors to use Drano to treat your acid condition. That is the most idiocy criminal thing ever done on this planet. Yeah, it's but really- Dr. Morse, Drano shrinks tumors. <laughs> it does. Uh, uh, yeah, bleed, sure. I can radiate a tumor and shrink it, absolutely. But then the blowback. Maybe. And you know what else? Drink it shrinks all the other organs in your Thank body you. too. Thank you. Everything. Thank you. Fun. And destroys the cells around it. So now you have other cells that you can call a cancer cell because you've destroyed them. It's ridiculous mm -hmm. and it's idiotic, but they're allowed to do it. You know. And, oh. and if you and if you showed up at like one of those cancer rallies where people are all marching for money oh, for, for oh, oncology so research, sad. you're like and if you showed up, you know, they'd accuse you of being a troll, yeah, yeah. but you're like, no, look, you guys, yeah. this is pedaling faster and faster on the stationary bike. Here. I tell you, they have it so slick. Remember John Rockefeller started the AMA in America and his son, John Rockefeller Jr. started the American Cancer Society. And back, I've got a chart here, back in 1986 from the American Cancer Society, that's nothing but raw foods. And it says, reduce your risk. I'll show you. It's right here. If you've got a, a side here, I'll show it to you. Oh, okay. So they were actually saying, go ahead and eat these raw foods. That's good. Thing. That is a good thing. But then this chart okay, disappeared. <laughs> uh, now you don't have it anymore. What do you think about macrobiotic where people put like some hot liquid on their stuff? Yeah, or know, those they're, are they're... vegetable eaters. I had a clinic in Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal for a number of years. And they had yearly symposiums. And I represented the United States. And I tell you, there was all these famous macrobiotic people, and their skin was ash gray. There was no vibrancy there. And I'm saying, yeah, because you have to cook your vegetables. Because yes, we're not vegetable eaters, guys. Go to your fruit. You know, it's just a, a level of thinking that is that needs to come up and uh, wake up a little bit. Now I'm now I'm just curious about all the stories where you've gone to like a symposium and yeah. and the reactions you've gotten, like oh, positive man. and. Well, negative. I'll put it this way: whenever I give a talk over there, the room is full. Always. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. People want to know how to get better, my friend. People have suffered so much and heard this bull crap out there so much. They want to know the truth. They want answers. And we have plenty of cases to back it up. It isn't just me talking. We've got tens of thousands. Now that YouTube has exploded, there's cases all over. I, I work with all the rock and rollers, you know, I have friends of Mutt Lang, Shania Twain, uh, Brian Adams. They're all friends of mine. I've worked 
with Death Leopard. I mean, it's fun stuff. These guys are awakening to health and vitality. And so movie producers, I have this famous movie producer, and she just uh, produced this movie, a mag. She came to me with a certain type of, um, I'll put it up, one of their C words. Well, uh, I had it uh, gone in eight weeks, right? And so this university also told her she had this rare mutation, genetic mutation of genes. Well, they couldn't even find that after eight weeks. So I'm doing a YouTube video, and I'm reading, the, I'm reading your questions, and this guy said, I had leukemia eight weeks, it's gone. What is that? I didn't even know the guy. Just followed, <laughs> just followed the, the fruit and the herbs and cleaned his body out and regenerated the tissue and now gone. You have to understand what it is and what you're doing. And it's all over the world. And when you understand it, anybody can do it. It sounds like even a crash is survivable. Like even if you have your adrenal crash, as long as you just keep to it and just stick to the well, healthy food. You can rebuild them. You know, here's a good one. Then you'll just you. kind of get I've through. got a guy whose parachute didn't open. Hit the water at 90 mile an hour, right? So, Ouch. Yeah, a little ouchy. Definitely a quad from that. Broken up head to toe, quadriplegic. Now he's out running uh, races and having a great life. Totally rebuilding. And that's what you do, whether it's trauma, or like all these uh, uh, football injuries and stuff. You can rebuild, but you have to understand your lymphatic system is what cleans trauma and, and, and cells out of your body, not your blood. And that with the right diet, you can rebuild tissue. And herbs are, are there to regenerate the human body. So it's fun to see it. It's fascinating, but it's simple to understand. So chemical trauma or physical trauma can all be regenerated under the alkaline absolutely side. unless you push yourself in a corner that's too far you know there's people that push themselves into corners that are um, pretty far out there their tumors are the size of footballs and their body's been ravaged with chemo and radiation mm -hmm. some of those are hard to save now right. you know yeah. you just you don't want to take your body too far down the road of acidosis and hellville before you wake up or you could wake up with a new body which is okay i mean it's just a body but Still, right, we move on. What do you make of blood type diet? Um, yeah, where laughable. people say, Oh, okay, you got you got laughable, laughable. <laughs> that deals in antigens, that doesn't deal with uh, the physiology of the body. That's laughable, isn't it? True that blood type is just some difference in copper, or what? what is the difference in antigens and, and immunity in the human body? And it doesn't matter because we're all homo sapiens. Whether we're male or female, we all digest the same. We're all the same organs and glands, except for a few body parts differences. Same thing. So it doesn't matter. Anyone, we're all part of it. It's like primates. You don't separate them by blood type. You don't separate animals by blood type. So well, you can't eat a fruit because you're a primate. You can eat a vegetable. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I, I go to Disney World a lot. And up, we have a big place called Bush Gardens up here. And they all have big primate exhibits. And so I was talking to this one guy that was feeding him, and I said, oh, are you, take, you feed him? He said, no, I, I'm actually the trainer. And I said, well, then why, why do you feed him vegetables? Why don't you feed him fruit? Oh, we think fruit is too sweet. Oh, too so sweet. I got this, I got this analogy. Say, still simple sugar, right? So this analogy is this way. Fruit tastes sweet like water feels wet, yet water is only two atoms of hydrogen and one of oxygen. See, so it's just the nature of the composition of chemistry. Thank you, master chemist, the divine. Right. Nice. Wow. Um, do you have any questions for us? Do you, you know? Nope. 
<laughs> We're boring. We're the ones who need knowledge. <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? I, I love you guys. I appreciate having me on here. I'm, I just love to get into this because people have to open up their awareness and get out of this the, the thinking and the conditioned mind and all these, these ridiculous theories that exist out there and start opening up to consciousness, opening up to awareness so they can lift their head out of the ostrich sand and start seeing life for what it is and start feeling good and awake and being happy again. Men's lit criticizing others and, and talking bad about others. And it's just a world of negativity. Well, you got to break that or you get sucked into it. You have a very uh, positive message. I appreciate you being Thank with you. us today. Love Thank you guys. I'm um, what? Well, um, well, love to you too. Yeah. Oh my God. I love you so much. So awesome to um, communicate like this. It's like, ah, I'm going to dream good tonight. <laughs> Maybe um, I'll see you in them. Uh, let's try it. Let's meet there. I'm going to try. I've been, I do that a I've lot, been, you know. I've been trying to out-of-body travel. I, I accidentally did it one, like partially a few years ago and it scared the crap out of me, but I'm like yeah. ready to try again. Don't let it, don't let it scare you. We're a bunch of us guys. So you're all well protected and you just let yourself like, go. You're trying too hard. Uh, like 10 years ago I tried and it really, like I, it scared yeah. me. But you don't have to, you know why? Because we clutch to this body, which is just a body. It's like clutching to your car in the parking lot. Oh, I love you. I love you. Don't go away from me. It's just a body. It's just your vehicle while you're here. And that's why when you break the chain of thought and desire and all this, you start seeing yourself from a higher perspective and you start existing more omnipresently. You, you start losing the uh, uh, limitation or the points of identification. You start becoming one with all things. It's amazing experience, but it's the journey that yogas and masters have sought for lifetimes, but it's still just finding the you. It's like that movie uh, that Bruce Lee uh, actually wrote and directed and actually got David Carradine to star in it. And it was the uh, circle of iron. Seeks God and goes through all the journeys of seeking God. But when he finally gets there, he finds only one thing, himself. It's an interesting movie. Try it sometime. The Circle of Iron by Bruce Lee. I like cool. Bruce Lee, yeah. Interesting fellow. A lot of neat stuff out there. A lot of little messages stuck everywhere. I'm still trying to understand blood pressure. And, right. you know, I, right, I know that each kidney, you, I mean, if you did a blood pressure on your left or right arm, you get two different readings. Right, it would, they, depending on the state of the kidneys. Right. Mm -hmm. so, the so how does that work, if you could explain that a little bit? Well, you're, it's like if you check your blood pressure, you, you're listening for when it starts and when it stops. And so the top number is deals with neurotransmitters. That's your nervous system. That is what we call the cardiac punch. That's what gives you that, that heartbeat. And that, of course, can be felt through the vascular system and the nervous system. So when you check your blood pressure, it represents itself through that, the systolic part of that. Your diastolic is your pressure of your kidneys, the pressure that keeps the body going. And your kidneys control all of that. And it's controlled through the sodium potassium pump. You can get into all that sort of things. But then again, you're into the adrenal glands again, controlling those sort of things. So it's kind of like people with low adrenals. They crave salt, part of the sodium potassium pump. And that, of course, affects your metabolism. And the adrenals, all your minerals are metabolized through your adrenal glands. Look at the body like it's a, a food processor. Basically, your body's a chemistry processor. 
And life starts out simplistically and becomes complex and then returns to simplistic. So you start out with subatomic particles, right? You use your electrons, your protons, etc., etc. But they form the atom. They form the, the nucleus, right? So you have this whole thing of the atom. Then atoms form the elements. Then the elements form the compounds and complexes, and then you get formed and pop, 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 pop. So understand that when you eat food, you're into complex chemistry. So why digestion? Why is enzymes? Why, why does your body break things down for? It needs that simplistic side of chemistry again. So it forms it so you can eat it. Then your body breaks it back down to the simplistic chemistry. So the first phase of your body is digestion. And there's four phases to the body as a food processor. You have digestion. That's pancreatic. Then you have absorption. Well, if your lymph system's backed up interstitially, it's also backed up interstitially in the small bowel wall, which is where most of absorption takes place. So there's malabsorption going on in most people. So then if let's say you digest and absorb your nutrients that you broke down and you absorb, how does your body utilize this chemistry? And that's called the adrenal steroids. Your body produces, what, 24, 25 mineral cortical steroids. So iron, zinc, selenium. Let's say you're in the natural health you got low zinc. Well, if you don't fix your adrenal glands, you don't fix digestion, you don't fix absorption, you don't fix utilization, you can't take a supplement because now you're hypothesizing that you're low in it and the foods are low in it when it's really your body that has the problem. So your adrenals deal in metabolism, and that's also of sugars. So when you have blood sugar problems, where do you go? The adrenal glands. Now, that's true except for one element, and that is calcium. And remember, we teach that. That's parathyroid, parathyroid. problem. Mm -hmm. And that's depression, petechia, bruising easy, aneurysms, varicose veins, spider veins. All of these things come out of low parathyroid function. How many people have thyroid and parathyroid weakness? A bunch. Oh. And then, of course, that's tied to the pituitary. And we teach you on the YouTube, you know, the pituitary and how it controls the parathyroid. So our YouTubers, I'll put our YouTubers against any medical doctor any day of the week. Let me tell you, they know it. They know what happens when you're depressed, postpartum depression, how to fix it, you know, and that's cool. That's exciting to see that. So looking at all that, you have to fix these body parts. Well, how do they go down? And the last phase is proper elimination of the waste created by all these processes. And it's funny, we have to go back and fix proper elimination to get the first phases going. Is the lymph fluid involved at all in blood pressure readings? You know, in the suppression of, absolutely. So in the, if you look at the adrenal glands, what brings the adrenal glands down? What bring, Let's say I'm a cell in your liver or I'm a cell in your adrenal gland. What affects me? All right, I'm, I'm a cell hanging out in your adrenal gland. I get my thinking, my performance, my structure function from genetics. Every cell in your body is a genetic cell, right? So every cell gets its performance, let's call it, through genetic memories. However, what starts off a genetic weakness? What, what makes a cell weak in the first place outside of trauma? How are you going to affect me as a cell in your body? Well, there's only two ways that you can affect me, and that's through the spaces around me, and that is blood and lymph. Those are the only two ways you can affect me. If the blood is too acidic, I'm dead anyway, so that's a no-brainer. So there's only one fluid left that can affect my performance. And it can, it can make me hyperactive or it can make me hypoactive. And that is the lymphatic fluids and acidosis. The only way. The blood, yeah, if I don't get blood to a cell, I'm done. If I don't get a kitchen, I'm done. But remember, your cells can't get up and go eat. 
Your cells can't get up and go to the bathroom. They're fixed in tissue. That's why you have these interstitial spaces all around every cell. So it's through those interstitial spaces that we feed a cell, but we also clean a cell. And when those spaces become obstructed, when kidneys lose their ability to filter, well, what breaks down kidney function? The same thing as the World Health Organization said breaks down bowel function. Acid-forming foods, proteins, destroy the kidneys all day long. Teas full of tannins will destroy the kidneys all day long. Things like this. So once you break down your kidneys, you now are in big trouble because the adrenal glands start to go with them. And then everything backs up, the lymph nodes swell. Then, then the cells can't get rid of their waste. So cells are, generally when cells are broken down, they're taken to the lymph nodes where there's another thing in the lymph nodes besides bacteria, and that's macrophages. Their job is to break down cells. cells dying cells or cancer cells, cells that are atypical don't go to the blood. They all go to the lymph nodes. But if they can't get to the lymph nodes, they're stuck right there, and that tissue starts to disintegrate right there. And it's all about kidneys that cannot filter or skin that cannot sweat. Remember, your skin is your largest eliminative organ, your third kidney, as we call it. And if you can't sweat and you can't eliminate waste through your urine, you're in trouble, big-time trouble. Cool. Thanks for those amazing responses. Um, I think just one last question. My mom has a question for you. And it was... Um, because all of us kids, she has five kids, and we're all grown up now, but um, we always used to get sore throats all the time, sore throats, sore throats, and she's like, okay, time to get your tonsils out, and she made sure oh we, we all got oh. our tonsils out. But she said, once we got our tonsils out, the, the sore throat stopped. Yeah, now we're having tumors all around the throat and head area because of that. Whenever you remove lymph nodes, there's tissue that, that feeds on the other side. If you looked at it like... Let's say that a group of cells is like a, uh, a, a housing development area. And uh, in your block, you had 10 houses. And all your houses fed your, their sewage into one big tank. And then that tank then took the sewage off to the city. So let's say when that tank breaks down or it becomes backed up, all your houses do too. And that's what's happening by the removal of lymph nodes. They initially call it lymphedema. So, uh, and this is true with kidney removal. Uh, you're lucky if you have a kidney removed, and that's what gets me. People, people are donating their kidneys, and it's like, no, 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 no. Your right kidney drains your right side lymphatically, and your left kidney drains your left side. In dialysis, they claim you have an extra kidney. Give up one. That's how ignorant these people are. Fix your kidney weakness. If you have deteriorated kidneys, fix them. Don't take someone else's because then you compromise their life. There's a whole sewer system in your body that requires kidney performance, skin performance, elimination. And if you don't have proper elimination of metabolitic waste, that's what these tumors are full of. They look like tonsil stones. Look at Dr. Pimple Popper. She cuts open a tumor, all that nasty, uh, she calls it mashed potato stuff. That's all metabolitic acids. Stinks like putrefaction. Absolutely. People eat a lot of proteins. Right. Yeah. I tried to tell my mom, I still get sore throats. I just don't get the tonsils swelling. Exactly. But you'll still break down and you have to keep yourself clean and not get tumors starting to pop on the neck because again, you cannot remove lymph nodes without compromising tissue. These are all wow. vital. In other words, mom, quit feeding your baby's milk. 
And you don't get sore throats. You don't get sore throats on a fruit diet. You don't get sore throats on a vegetable diet. You get sore throats when you do dairy products. Thank you very much. To me, the um, like appendix. What is, people get in their I appendix out? The lymph what? nodes of the colon. That's a big lymph node of the colon there. And of course, when lymph nodes swell, they can deteriorate too. You know, and that just shows you when your when your appendix is is popping or you're you're losing your appendix. That means interstitially. That means around all the cells in your colon. And it's also, by the way, the small bowel is going to be backed up. So that's serious, and that's when you get into IBS, Crohn's, the swelling of the bowel wall, polyps, and all that sort of thing. That's all lymphatic. Remember, the lymph system flows around every cell in your body, including your eyeballs, your brains, your ears, your tongue, your fingers, everywhere. So someone without an appendix that got it surgically removed, like me, what should I be careful of? Uh, Well, you've got to clean your lymph system because now your bowel walls don't have a way to filter uh, well to the kidneys. And that's, that's going to be problematic because now you're open for colitis and stuff like that. And, of course, malabsorption takes place in the small bowel, but there's some uh, micro traces in the colon. Mm. But uh, you don't want to lose that. I mean, I've just had a 30-year-old guy send his pictures. They removed his whole colon. And he had took pictures of it, you know. But he's a bodybuilder. It just pumped all the proteins. And, of course, Crohn's got him. Uh, colitis got him. And... But all that can be cleaned out. All that can be rebuilt. Matter of fact, you can rebuild the tissue that's been removed. We've, I had once a lady that had a thyroidectomy. She had a little piece of it left. I got the whole thyroid to grow back. You know, your body, you, when people realize what these higher levels of health is, they will be shocked. They'll have to hold their jaw because it'll fall off. <laughs> what your body's ability really is. I've heard that even our liver just naturally normally. Yeah, and that'll rebuild on an acid diet. Yeah. Can you imagine on a good, healthy, regenerative diet? Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll probably feel like a billion dollars. A billion at least. <laughs> wow. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this the opportunity. Just, yes, thank well, you. We've almost kept you two hours here. Sorry about that. I just had so many questions. Oh, my gosh. I still have more. Fun stuff. Like I say, people want to interview me for 10 minutes ago. Better think that one out. Uh, <laughs> there's too much good things to talk about, guys. Right? Oh, we talked yep. about a lot of good yep, things. Yep, this yep. Is, this thank is you so for exciting. the opportunity. You guys have fun with this and take care of yourselves, too, now. Thank you. It will. And you're welcome back anytime. If you ever want to come up with something new that you want to talk about or anything, just, just let us know. Thank you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Have fun tonight. We will. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
see, it's funny that he picked up on the fungal thing because that's exactly what traditional medicine has diagnosed me with. Um, like I have a fungus on my head, which just oh. dries me out because it's just, it eats and eats and eats and it just eats up the moisture and it's not harmful. People live with all sorts of creatures all over them, but, but he picked up on that. And I thought that was very interesting that he was like, Oh, you're scratching your head. Yeah. Probably that fungal. And I was like, gosh, I should. <laughs> he did. That's what he said. You're right. Uh, so I'll funny. tell you what, Hoy, I had a thing on the back of my neck and it was fungal and it would ooze and it would like crust up and then I'd pick it off to find relief because it itched constantly. When I started on the fruit diet, all I wanted to do was get my kidneys to filter properly. That's it. Yeah. And that was one of the first things that cleared up. Oh my gosh. I had it for 30 years. It was disgusting. People just, mom, gross. (laughs) It's gone. It's two years ago now. It's been, it cleared up in two weeks. I didn't even expect it. I'm like 80% fruit and it's like completely gone. It's so nice. It's like the irritation it caused me was endless. I've been having more. Like I've been like, hey, when you're out, could you just get some apples? Could you pick up some blueberries? And I've been eating these and it makes me feel so good. I don't understand why I didn't understand before. I think it was just a money thing. I was like, I can't afford this. But then I'm like, wait, I'm saying I can't afford to live healthfully and happily. Maybe I should start committing more of my money to like just decent fruit. And right, it's you have to be clever about it. I mean, find what's on sale, find what's fresh. Yeah. And then buy a bunch of it. And the best way to do it is make a meal of it. Eat apples to you are stuffed. <laughs> That's what you, you know, it's not. I love snack. doing that too. Yeah. And I mean, you'll be surprised like all the cool things that start to heal up. Wow. This has been awesome. What a great guest. It's too bad. I, I couldn't persuade him to have some curiosity about us because, you know, my obsession now is building up, communities of interrelating people but you know he's sounds like he's in demand (laughs) he is and um like you like he mentioned he does a lot of speaking engagements he goes to a lot of places and he's even said like he has been brought a message that you know he needs to spread because man is suffering so bad now Mm. So his, his goal is to help stop the suffering of people and especially babies like mothers with dirty limp systems, you're giving birth to sick babies. Mm. It's they're passing it on, not genetically, but through the amniotic fluid, they're passing it on. Mm. And he's like, that is the saddest thing on this planet is giving birth to a baby already sick. Yeah, that is just sad but you know maybe we did i hope we we gave a good enough answer for ace um to look into something besides pediasure uh, we can check in with him another time about that seems like banana milk is almost like pediasure banana is so delicious anyway it almost tastes like a vanilla pie so like why not just have it like right so i make like a I don't, I try not to use like almond milk because it's again, nuts are high, high in protein. So I just put a banana with some ice and water in a blender and pour it on my chopped apple cereal. (laughs) It's it's like, it's crunchy. I'm just eating cereal milk, but it's all raw, man. That's awesome. I bet if they um, did a banana milk that maybe their son would would like that. You could even throw dates in there if you soak some dates, you know, bl- blend it up in the Nutribullet. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't get to ask. He said fruit should be sweet as honey. Uh, subconsciously, I was like, yeah, honey is good. Wait a minute. What about honey? Right? Because isn't honey raw? And yeah, what raw is that, honey. What is that whole thing about mm, manuka honey or that, that stuff that's like oh, the special right. extracted honey? Yeah, my mom had some. It was tasty. I mean, she still eats fruit. She just loves her meat. Mm. <laughs> so loved that meat. Even though she had a stroke, even though she has high blood pressure, even though her feet are dying, even though, even though her gallbladder was removed. <laughs> Didn't you say that like our craving for meat pretty much comes from we want to eat what the animal was eating, which is usually some kind of, you know, a, a vegetable or a fruit? Well, I can't find the good stuff, so I'll just eat this other being that's been eating the good stuff. Right. I think most of it, though, is parasites. I mean, we t two hours with Dr. Morse is enough, but the other discussion I was going to have is parasites because they uh, give us a lot of cravings that, you know, they're there. That he, Dr. Morris mentioned this one patient, he would go five days without pooping, yet he ate steak twice a day. Sounds like a kind of stuffed up, bloated, acidic kind of person. So why wasn't he pooping? Yeah, I guess. So it sounds like there's a parasite in there breaking it all down. Because he was so loaded with parasites, they were eating his poop. <laughs> so he didn't have to, except for once a week. So I'm lucky I don't have those. I've actually done some parasite cleanses just to be sure. And well, I... Seems I don't have any, you know, because I heard stories where someone was like, yeah, I got this six foot tapeworm that just came oh. out in the toilet. I'm like, um, I'm going to do a purge right now just because I don't want that in me. Right. Well, that's why Dr. Morse recommends at the beginning of every, like, if you're going to do a, uh, like go on fruit and you're going to start herbs and stuff, he always recommends a parasite cleanse and he sells it. It's like $25 a bottle and you do it for a month. And there's a, a parasite for microparasites and one for big old, you know, tapeworm parasites. And it's just herbs like um, wormwood and black walnut hull. Nasty. Taste. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've had them. They yeah. taste quite serious. So you do it three times a day for a month. Then you wait a month and do it again three times a day for a month. And because that will kill any eggs that have hatched and before they can start the reproduction cycle again. And it should take care of it. But what they've noticed is once you do the parasite cleanse, your cravings are minimal. They go way down for meat and dairy and things like that. Maybe that's once why I don't have any problem being mostly vegetarian because I just, oh, that smells good. It's like a barbecue, but I'm not like, I must have a burger now. I'm, I, you know, it doesn't awaken any competitive edge in me. I'm just like, hmm. That smells kind of interesting, you know, smells good, but can't wait to get, I can't wait to get another bowl of blueberries. <laughs> like, that's pretty right. much like what I'm thinking now. Right. And I like, you know, what Dr. Moore said that his recommendation is for healing. If you want to heal, go 100% fruit. He's not really talking about lifestyle. Of course, if you want a healthy lifestyle, you know, you've got to eat healthy anyway, but so his 100% fruit is like, you want to really, you know, kick that disease in the butt, go fruit, baby. Gosh, I love fruit so much. It makes so much sense. Right. And I do love meat smell. I mean, if I was a, you know, if I was eating meat again, boy, meat on the Barbie, I, 
maybe it's training. I don't know, but it does smell delicious. I'm not going to deny that. Well, there's something about that. You know, I think that when people tell these stories, you know, we all have these mythologies, right? You know, Dr. Morris presented us with his mythology, which is that, you know, there's a kind of a spiritual component to purifying yourself of bad thoughts, purifying yourself of some, the bad side of duality, which is, you know, leaning into the the negative or, or something like that. So um, omnivore uh, arguers and uh, meditarians, carnivores, cannibals even probably, would have their own mythology about what that's about. And, you know, and, and so for a lot of people, it's this scientism that we evolved from primates we needed to survive the historic catastrophe that we don't remember. There's, there's really, it, that's why I'm obsessed with stories. And I probably annoyed him with my storytelling is because for me, it all comes down to that. Like, what is the story you're telling? Does it bring you to maybe to borrow the teacher's terminology, uplifting um, language and uplifting lifestyle. And for me, it absolutely is to, uplifting to hear him say that yeah fruit which you love already and which makes you feel good and which tastes so delicious is also a key to making your system extremely healthy like wow i can't think of a downside to that story right by the way he has no stories of meat eaters coming in saying this healed me um i was eating fruit and i got sick (laughs) so yeah Right. Like they're not coming in and like, well, I just had a steak and then like my cancer went away. Right. No, I haven't heard that. I've heard of people dying, you know, on their deathbed and they request a grilled cheese sandwich and it like kills them the next, the next few hours. Like, you know, so I've heard of things that are not fruit, just doing away with people that don't want to be here any longer. Right. Wow. I have to admit his spiritual stuff um, does confuse me a bit. And when I listen to his videos, I, I kind of put that on the back shelf. You know, I, I, I understand the medical stuff and I'm into the health stuff, but I'm not quite at the spiritual level yet. But for me, it doesn't discount his, his knowledge of how the human body works. You may not be on a spiritual level in his spiritual system that he's at, but you come across to me as someone who's very in tune with paying attention to what is possibly sacred and seeing more subtle um, energies and things beneath what's actually going on. So I don't think you have any concerns about having to reach some extra special spiritual level. Oh, okay? well, thank you. It's, I aspire to be. Maybe that's why I'm thinking I'm so far behind. I do feel I'm behind on on this science. I really appreciate you um, putting this together. And as we mentioned last episode, um, it's great that that you just asked. And you know, after two months, his schedule was like, okay, there's a spot for it, and <laughs> made it happen. Right. I wonder what we should do next time. I know. What you Maybe we should just pick another celebrity. <laughs> And see how long it takes us to get into their schedule. Oh, Ken Wheeler won't answer my uh, emails. <laughs> Dang it. See, I was thinking Ken Wheeler too. I know. I was thinking of stalking him, like finding his phone number and calling him up. Dude, Ken, <laughs> come on, man. I got this Tyco deal, man. You're going to want to know this. <laughs> right? It has the 
that has the appearance of like electromagnetism and magnetic universe things. Wow. It's right. It does. It has everything. The, the whole way Tycho's the whole way that our solar system moves is exactly like the movement in magnets with the toroidal um, configuration. Exactly it, the same. It also fits with, I'm sorry to say that I'm not like a, a golden age kind of person, but it does fit with, ancient wisdom i mean ancient sciences that are still in practice today just barely you know barely hasn't been haven't been squeezed out by capitalist globalist what have you what he was talking about he mentioned new world order type people and it it references things like as above so below and the vortexes that we're seeing in the tycho's model and really high level astronomers of ancient times who are just doing they weren't even looking at computers. They were just looking at the raw data and recording it meticulously and finding patterns that are very close to that. So um, there's a lot of amazing information coming out now about consciousness um, and what consciousness is showing us about the world we live in and the worlds that we live in, the the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like if we follow this, keep following this track, maybe we can turn Clues Forum uh, and Clues Chronicle into something even more significant than it already is. But I'm also getting so distracted by it and things that we haven't discussed on Clues Forum lately that I am thinking I might just end up on other projects that are just really related because that's just kind of where my path went. Right. But it's like I can- the fact that I can't have my family read my posts at Clues Forum, you know, it's kind of bothered me for a while. I'm like, I don't understand. They just, you know, they, they feel hurt and judged by it. So I'm really struggling trying to find a way to communicate what truth is and bringing everybody together, you know, without making divides. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That's what I'm, that's where I'm at too now. I, I don't, I mean, I'm no longer interested in, there's something that kind of was interesting about Clues Forum for me, which is that it was very political, but like kind of in a in an angry mob kind of way. Mm. And now I know that that can be a great catharsis and antithesis to overly organized, you know, top-down statist politics, but it is still politics. So if you're in the game of politics and you're ignoring an entire side of politics and saying, well, that's not even as valid, you know, mob rule is better than, um, you know, than organized uh, status government. You're still in the wheelhouse of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that unconscious focus <laughs> or subtext, I guess, because um, it was a focus that when we, we pointed it out, people would be like, nope, I don't like politics. I don't even vote. You know, I think that could be handled more equally instead of being the focus of the place. Oh, you know, I said focus again. Damn it. Uh, I swear I'm not trying to hypnotize myself or, or others. Um, oh, funny. <laughs> I, I'm trying to say that th- the world is really big and really complex and it can't be simplified in that system that got set up at Clues Forum. And David Icke, you know, forum is horrific and tried in some other ways to do it. But I think if we keep trying at it, 
we will come up with the systems just need to change. They just need to evolve as people change and as we encounter new things. And it's Clues Forum was just shrinking, just shrinking and shrinking, you know. Um, and I just think, well, why not evolve? Why not turn into something that's more accessible? And like you said, like I'm kind of embarrassed by a lot of I wrote as Hoi Polloi. I was writing from the standpoint of, well, we're in this political movement. This is this is a political movement to gain traction. So I can say things like rude things about royalty and things, you know, that we may mm -hmm. feel, <clears throat> but which are, it's not the most uplifting thought or way to think about things. Right. Uh, so, it's, a, it's a journey, Hoy. That's what it is, right? It's a journey into this idea about truth. There's no, there's no like place to end up at, right? In Clues 4, I'm so glad it was there. It allowed me to you know, go through this journey, learning about things and learning to express myself in more productive ways. It's totally worth it. And where else you gonna go? Dang it. It's got incredible information nowhere else on the internet. Honestly, that is what we need to change. I think it needs to yes. spread. It needs to be right. spread in different ways, not just in the ways of the polit politics of the dominant personalities, let's say. There's different communities that could benefit, but can't because they're thrown off. <clears throat> That's where, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love a good challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good challenge. Absolutely. I think that's what I'm focusing on now too. I'll try to I'll try to catch up to your health level so I can be right there with you. Oh, that was so, I can't believe I talked to Dr. Morris. Oh my God, how fun was that? That was, that was so, so fun. fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Jinx. But he's so far up there. Even like you said, can you wait back up with your medical words for a minute? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, no, I mean, you, know, you guys are very educated. I mean, I, I, I have medical people in my family who've dealt with cancer and depression and blood work. And I recently had to come to a kind of actually happened while Simon was visiting. I had a, um, a spiritual emotional attack that caused me to faint and it and it led me to explore what was going through my mind when I was when that happened and I realized that I had never told my parents that I found their system of health really ignorant and that even though it's not their fault because mm -hmm. we are born, we were born into a colonialist um, frame that that's whose goal is to like eliminate traditional knowledge and call it primitive and such, or even advanced sciences like Dr. Morse's stuff because it doesn't fit the pharmaceutical industry. It it was it was bugging me, and it came to a head after I went to. Um, a reunion, a family reunion in a place that had seen a lot of suppression of indigenous culture. To be more blunt, it was a place where they had hung the chiefs of the area oh. after luring them in with peace talks. Oh, no. And I had just finished reading a book about the indigenous perspective on the United States. And then my stepmother was talking about disease and and blood work and normally that doesn't bother me but 
it was the combination of all of that coming to a head almost like I'm feeling this culture and I am in this car for two hours with this other culture that seems ignorant and lost in medicine that is allopathic medicine. And I don't feel nourished by this. I feel so alone. That was like when I started passing out. It was like this feeling of of profound loneliness. So I actually sat my my mom and dad down and, and I said, you know, I have to have a meeting with you about this because if, you know, for, to have a healthy relationship, you have to have this understanding about me. So it went okay. And, you know, they gave their perspective, which was very fair, which is like, we understand we're really, yeah, we are ignorant. We, we don't know we are in this system and sorry. Um, and I was apologizing for just being me constantly because it was like, I wish I could just go along with this, but apparently my body is rejecting it now, you know, on so many levels. So I'll be delighted to come to them now with some Dr. Moore stuff and say, Hey, have you checked this out? This is something that, that kind of crosses paths with what your, with what your health focus has been. Your dad seems like someone who, you know, is really interested in new perspectives and ideas and at least is open enough to give it a chance, you know, a think over. I appreciate that about him. Thanks. Yeah, he, he's someone else observed that people would throw a bunch of shit at, at him and then he would just still sit there and still be there and still be present and be like, I'm still processing what you said. You know, he can handle a lot of shit thrown at him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he can definitely express his trauma as well. But it's pretty awesome how, how he can do that. So um, thanks. Right. Yeah, his. That. His way of expressing himself and communicating and bringing people together, I really look forward to what he has to say. Just want to throw that out there for you. Thank you. Me too. When I can persuade him to actually make posts. He needs to. <laughs> He's got a lot, so many good things to say. It needs to be written down so people can benefit from it. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to be his translator because it seems like some of these people in the community that are... Um, maybe more like your and Simon's generation and my dad's generation. Uh, for some reason, they're not willing to write. They, they want mm-hmm. to be able to just have a conversation like we're having now, um, which is why I think it might end up being Zoom meetings or something. I don't know. That, that everyone's yeah. invited to, you know. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look at my posts on Clues Forum. They're always pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to write too much. Yeah, I mean, writing I is... Even even the next generation is kind of, they're not so wordy. There's a lot of um, too lazy, didn't read. And so mm-hmm. it'll be like a long story by modern standards, like four paragraphs. And, <laughs> it's a long story. And at the end, it'll say TLDR, you know, and a, and a sentence fragment that summarizes the four paragraphs. That's and funny. I am amazed that people don't even have the attention span for that. Even if it's about the most fascinating fucking stuff, like for me, like paranormal metaphysical stuff, I'm like, this is amazing. This is a real story. This is incredible. You don't want to read more about this. You don't have like, I don't know. Attention span has gotten so, so short. Hey, I have, um, if you don't mind me backtracking, please. Dr. Dr. Morse talked a lot about the conditioned mind. I mean, so what's your take on the conditioned mind? So this relates kind of to um, topics that I've been discussing with others lately. 
And I think if I'm hearing him correctly, because he, he kind of related it to dualism, it was like, you know, that old myth about there's two wolves in me, the good, the bad, which one wins, the one that you feed. And the wisdom that came to me recently from others to the group was that um, when you can learn from the negative, you can learn from it. Um, the conditioned mind, I think he's implying, is obsessed with understanding and living the negative in order to uh, benefit from its power. Um, but it's all consuming. So you just end up focusing on dead thoughts, as he said, um, dead ideas, even. There's a podcast that I like that, that's done by my friend called Dead Ideas. Mm-hmm. You can look that up. But uh, if you learn from the negative without actually diving fully into it, then you find the path that's positive and you find the way to like realize that everything is mostly positive. Um, I know that sounds so cheesy, but, um, and that place is just a, is a place of balance. It's not this constantly gathering and, and, and um, maybe the conditioned mind I'm, I'm understanding is something that is just in a constant mode of like, like he's saying, he's not, you're not living anymore. You are just constantly trying to capture all information and sort it instead of just being in that balance point. You don't need that much. You only filter as much, you only take in and filter as much as you can at a time. I, under, I understand it that way. That's how I heard it. He might have meant something completely different. Right. He, he says it every once in a while. Get out of your conditioned mind. So but is somebody conditioning it for us? Is that also? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the more simple way of putting it. Like without going all woo, you could just say we're brainwashed and we don't, we don't want to be brainwashed. So think for yourself. And I think when but he says people think yeah. too much, what he means is we're, we're thinking with dead ideas. We're thinking with old information instead of gathering it dead negative ideas that yeah like you were saying that keep it keep us in this negative mindset yeah maybe his conception is that um the the dead ideas become negative they're no longer useful so if your mind is conditioned to constantly focus on that it will just end up being more negative by naturally you know some artistic part of me is like well that's not necessarily true you know, we've got lots of lots of cool, interesting, weird things to look at that are gothy and dark, and and creativity is always fresh everywhere. Even a fungus is fresh. Even a, you know, <laughs> even a, something that's eating a corpse is like alive, um, and that is also beautiful. But I think he he's trying to say, yeah, that's fine, but that's not human. You know, if you want to be a a, a healthy human being that your body feels healthy you know yeah you can find the beauty in decomposing alive if you want (laughs) but that's not necessarily the most pleasant way to live wow yeah i'm gonna have to listen to this a couple times he threw a lot of stuff out there he he talked a lot about metaphysics which we don't normally do in uh these clues chronicles no and that's mm, yeah i don't even know what to say about that to hear uh, comments about that. 
Yeah, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> a little scared. Yeah, I'm a little scared. He went there. It opens up the religion and the others and the other things that are mentioned when mm-hmm. we talk about metaphysical and spiritual and belief. That's funny. It was Dr. Morse because you and I had been talking about this together for quite a while. Like, you know, we have these discussions, but we don't make it part of Clues Chronicles or Clues Forum. Yeah. And it's funny that Dr. Morse was the one to initiate that discussion. I thought. Yeah. And he kind of was the focus of our episode. It's not a normal episode. I mean, normally we might say, I don't know, like, but, but Lennon Honor helped us kind of open up this new kind of episode too, where we just listen to someone and let them talk about what they want to talk about. You know, I guess if we wanted to get back to, into, critical thinking, if we have to get into conditioned thinking, then I'd say, oh yeah, there's lots of things where I'm not sure if I know what he's talking about and, and cynicism or skepticism there about, about Dr. Morse. I don't think that's really necessary. I think people can think for themselves. Hey, we're all about perspective anyway, right? <laughs> that's his perspective. There you go. They, people are going to be introduced into a new perspective on health and spirituality indeed how can that be wrong tell me how can that be wrong well okay here's the 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 old the old stance would be you know this is something we've heard uh you can't spell belief without the word lie you know and so there's Uh that that mischievous kind of like i don't really want to think about the possibility that this is correct because trust anyone who's seeking truth but run far away from anyone who's found it claims to have found it right yeah you're right that's profound ask for it but run from it if you found it (laughs) weird (laughs) sounds like me i want to know what's going on but not that (laughs) Uh, so what do you think we could do for a follow-up we opened up a lot of stuff i mean we could we could finally crack open some UFO things if you wanted to, but I'm very hesitant. I don't know if that really belongs in this platform. Oh, right. What you said before, you said, I didn't feel nourished by it. Well, I, I suppose this episode, if you like to eat meat, you might feel some angst. <laughs> you might not feel nourished by this episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. But and apologies to anyone who's... who's apologies. Different. Yes, our intent was to, you know, show different perspectives and that one could benefit from this audio. Mm-hmm. I think that that's my anyway, that's that's my intention is that people might be nourished by what, what, you know, what we're bringing to light here. Yeah, same. I hope that it helps in some way, in any way. Right. So could people be nourished by a UFO episode? Hmm. It definitely has to do with consciousness. We're getting now into like drug territory. I almost brought up DMT to Dr. Morris and asked him, you know, about the God drug and shrooms and things because now, I mean, Terrence McKenna, I mean, we're getting into typical territory. People, I think, tune into us for something a little different. I think we right. can I think we can keep trying to provide something a little different. 
Interesting. Yeah. He talks about different drugs and um, the whole purpose he was mentioning is to get you to that God state. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I was thinking. That's where it came to my mind too. I was like, well, that's, I mean, people swear by DMT or ayahuasca or whatever um, you're doing to do your own kind of healing. Um, oh yeah, I did a um, K-Ham radio with Sammy. He did ayahuasca. It was pretty cool. I would love to listen to that again. I I forgot about that and K-Ham radio. I'm afraid. I, yeah. I it's on YouTube still, right? I think it's on Abs at fakeologist.com still. Okay. But like you said, you go back and listen to your posts. I I can't listen to my previous audios. I'm they're cringeworthy to me now. I'm like, oh my god. Did I just say that? Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't listen to my posts. I I think I've occasionally turned on an old Clues Chronicle and been surprised and kind of been sometimes relieved that I said something that I did. But yeah, Clues Forum, I, I just, it's just memories of what I've written mostly mm. that I review in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, Dr. Morse says um, in his search for God, he found the closest he could get was on an all-fruit diet. His awareness would be like, bam, open up his, his under, you know, just his uh, thought process was clearer. His brain was sharper. He was like, no drug could do that. So that's why he's like, yeah, do them if you want. I mean, don't harm yourself. But if you want to find God, I've experienced that a hundred percent fruit diet over time is the closest he got. I wonder about Sun, who was a part of um, the founders of Gentle World. And they do have pretty much like this perfect environment, Islander style environment. They are eating fruit, but she recently died of a cancer and I wish I knew more about that situation because it seems contrary to Dr. Morse's teachings. Right. And I want to know, I want to know more about that specific thing. Was it because injections that they were taking to, to, to do something that they didn't adjust well to had too much Monsanto slash buyer product in it? Or was it, was it a lifestyle problem? What, was it veggies instead of fruits? Because it seems to me that um, Gentle World is all about fruits. And so I'm not trying to be negative at all. I don't want to go there. Of course, I'd, I'd love, I'm, I'm definitely going to switch more to, to fruit from now on. Like, absolutely. As of today, I'm going to be focusing on that. But then I also think, what is that? What does that mean? You know, is it just that they were, she were, she was overwhelmed by, toxins like i'm just trying to figure it out or it could be she was on fruit and it initiated a healing crisis and instead of riding it through she went to allopathy and got chemo and radiation and that killed her ah that makes sense because they referred to it as cancer they didn't refer to it by any other name they referred to it as the word that we're familiar with which usually means i'm sick in bed hooked up to an IV. Mm. Yeah. Much to think about there. Right. Just like I tried to, I talked to Dr. Morris about my mom's snot color. (laughs) Because That was awesome. (laughs) 
man, the minute it turns green, she is getting, she's at the doctor, man. She's like, I need my medicine. It's like, no, ride it through, mom. Ride the bull all the way through. Don't quit now. <laughs> all she had to do was ride it through, man. She won't do it. She can't do it. She won't even, I'm, I ask her just once, one time, take it past the green stage, see what happens. Just see. If you end up in the hospital, because she's afraid she's going to end up in the hospital and with triple, quadruple pneumonia. And <laughs> uh, hospitals are terrifying. I mean, that, if, if anything indicates that our civilization needs some help, it's hospitals. They're like, oh, really? This is, feels so medieval still. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, I, I am thankful for emergency medicine, like when you break your leg and things like that. Yeah. Nobody wants to bleed out. Thank goodness. I'm glad that they took out my appendix instead of killing me in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, I got my um, gallbladder taken out, but why didn't they just open it up, remove the stones and put it back? Why didn't they open up your appendix, clean it out and leave it? Yeah. Right. They're, they're always like, take it out, suck it out of there. Right? Why don't you just open it up, clean it out like a tooth, right? Clean it out, sew it back up. There you go, appendix. Go back on your merry way, little appendix, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Sorry to bring it up, but it comes back to metaphysical myth again. The metaphysical myth of the modern civilization is that we're born flawed, born with terrible mutant you know, genes, um, it's almost like the original sin of physics, you know, is we're, is we're born flawed and broken. And so mm. we just have, to, you know, we have to like go in there and like patch things up. And, and it could pop up when you least expect it. <laughs> Watch out. You could be born with the cancer, just waiting and pray, man. <laughs> yeah. Pop up on you. Cancer got you. It's your genes, you loser. Right. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, some are more evolved than others and right. that kind of creepy stuff. Whew. I think I need some real lunch. I think I'm going to have blueberries and apple. So go. I got some kiwi already cut in the fridge. I'm going to go munch on it. Oh, I had kiwi for breakfast. It was so good. I love kiwi. Yeah. When they're ripe and delicious. So. Do you eat the skin? Because I do. Uh, these were hairy, really hairy. So uh, maybe if they were less hairy, I would have eat the skin. I must be weird. like I eat. I don't know. I'm, am I in danger of getting a parasite? No, but, no. But I eat. I eat like just about everything of the kiwi and just spit out that hard nubbin. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna do that next time. I'm gonna scrub her down, get all yeah. the little furs off, and then yeah, because it's a thin skin. I've usually right. just, I, I rinse it um, and then I just towel it off and just eat it. Um, no, I've seen people do that. Rob Wild, he, he's also a health guy. He eats the skin. He just, just chews into it like an apple. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite things. I, he reminded me of starfruit. Dr. Morse reminded me of starfruit. I was thinking about it this morning. I woke up and I was like, Dr. Morse, fruit. Oh man, I miss starfruit. <laughs> oh, when it's ripe and tasty, it's so good. You're right. It's like a big giant grape. Yeah. Oh, but God. when it's like picked green and it's, it, it can uh, be bitter and acidic, they're not very tasty. Yeah. So, all right. So you got to go eat. <laughs>
fruit. Yeah, Yay! So. Has <laughs> Kay made an influence? <laughs> I hope. No, yeah, you have. You've you've influenced me in so many good ways. Um, you've helped me tell things. Sorry to put them on you occasionally, but um, I think now I'll be wiser. Oh, remember in Italy, you were munching on that melon. I remember in Simon's Kitchen. You got these melons. Oh my God, they were so amazing. Just straight from the field, man. It was delicious. Yeah, that was good. That was so much Melone. fun. His gatherings at his house are awesome. All the interesting characters that show up. Right. Feels like being part of a cool crowd of people that, it's a great community. That's what I'll say. Right, he super positive. Great... Right, if you're going to be Simon's friend, you know you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... So we're in luck. Guess we're both awesome. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, but seriously, Simon attracts really amazing people. And that's one of the cool things I love about him. Me too. So yeah, we've hit everything here. We still have to decide what to do for the next episode. Yeah, maybe we'll just have to figure that out another time. Um, we'll come up with something. Yeah. Something or it's the last episode. Who cares? Like, we'll, move, we'll constantly do new stuff. Right. We can. We, our perspectives are in getting bigger every day. Yeah. <laughs> but no matter what, let's, let's keep, keep it, real it real together. together. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Oh, okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.